millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This week in league, uh, Brisbane Broncos players appear on video taking a mystery substance into their throats and gagging. Breaking Anthony Mundine to resume his role as the only Indigenous player in the NRL in 2018. Ben Hunter saved thousands in Valium costs after hearing that Golden Point may be removed for the final series. And we preview all the action for round eight of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 218 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Once again, welcome to all our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. And I want to give a special shout out to the new listeners who've known me on Twitter for years and years and years. And I only just realized that this show exists. You know who you are. Big congrats also go out to listener at Manny McP25 uh, on the arrival of his new child the other day. I think it was yes- yesterday, the day before. And uh, also a big congrats to the very long-time listener, very loyal uh, member of Tool Nation at uh, Hammers, H4MMERZ. He got married on the weekend. So congratulations oh. to you, both of you. And uh, and also we're going to throw some, throw some follows to a new listener, as we always do. Um, his Twitter handle is at kick underscore it underscore two underscore hunt. It's a great name. It's a great Twitter name. I... I I can't for one second imagine that the 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 sans underscore version wasn't available. <laughs> it's cumbersome to say. Is an underscore like a Gen Y status symbol or something? I, I mean, it, it obviously spaces it out for readability, but when you're trying to like reel that fucker off and say it, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cumbersome. But but throw some follows anyway because he does he's uh, his account he's only been up and running for like what not even a month probably, and um, he started interacting with the show so get around him and uh, throw some follows as I know you guys do. Say good day and I think he's got a profile picture of Jamie Soward. Yeah, nice. So must be so. Must is be Jamie a- Soward pulling one of those fucking those pussy bum lip faces that he has though? So I don't know if he's like if. If it's he, he's a Penrith supporter idolising uh, Soward, or if it's a you know it's like a picture of you know look how fucking yeah, stupid Soward it's, looks. It's Jamie Soward, someone farted face. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so. Oh, and he's being a smartass with an X factor. Oh, fuck off! Don't follow him. <laughs> Let him fucking burn. <laughs> well, you sent me the t- <laughs> into Twitter obscurity with you. Kick it to hunt. <laughs> fucking X factor. Kick you to cunt. Yeah, <laughs> X factor. Gotta love the X factor though. Um, <laughs> mailbag. At Devonhead, whenever I wear my This Week in League jersey out in public, I always get looks of confusion and admiration. So that's a, that's a weird combination. Perhaps the confusion is uh, is more about yourself, and the admiration is about the jersey, or vice versa. <laughs> or it's hard mix. It's a hard mix, though. You know, you've put it on inside out. 
Yeah. And people think you're a special needs individual and they're just proud that you got dressed that way. Yeah, well, you know, that is, yeah, you know, you haven't done it perfectly, but at the end of the day, your uh, your your cock and balls are are inside clothing. <laughs> and, and you, you haven't like popped a nut out the side of anything. So. This is a big boy. You put a shirt on by yourself, didn't you? <laughs> at Ben Hitcho forty three, he tweeted Glenn Lazarus directly today. Uh, is that, um, forgot all about mate against mate, did you, state trader? Yes. And, uh, yeah, he, he clearly did, and we'll have more of that later. I actually replied to that and said that Glenn Lazarus is now the Clive Palmer of rugby league. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Just both based on being worthless fucking individuals, not, yeah. not anything, yeah. But Clive Palmer throws some fucking nice little paid shindigs at his, at, at, uh, at Coolum for members of his political party. Don't, don't he, Jay? Don't I, he? I, I, I was <laughs> a Paid member of the Palmer United Party. You thought I forgot that shit. <laughs> I remember you were to me and I was like, yeah, that's a fucking good deal. It was like fantastic. $15, $15 to was join the party. F- and $15 to join the party. Go up and get all the little, you know, boozy spread up at Coolum at the and higher regency, whatever, you, whatever it's called now. The best thing was, right, you can just click join yeah. and you didn't have to pay on the spot. They sent you okay. an invoice. Yep. And I forgot all about it. Didn't get around to it. Didn't give them my 15 bucks. Yeah. And then three weeks later, I got an email from them saying, good news, because of our uh, overwhelming support, we're having a celebrational promotion and you don't have to pay your 15 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) And they had um, catered party launch dinners, election campaign launch functions and election night functions um, for both federal and state. Yeah. So... For paying fucking nothing, <laughs> you got like yeah, but like a good half a dozen piss ups. I'm terribly sorry to all the employees of Queensland Nickel. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you ate, you ate, and you ate, drank, and threw up one, one, of their, one, one of their salaries. There <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> we are, Sam Vishore thirteen. So that's, I'll spell it out for you guys. S A M V R S C H O O R thirteen. May or may not be the person I referred to at the top of the show. Can't believe I've only just found this week in league. My life doesn't get any fucking better now. Hashtag feet up, headphones on. Hash can't hear the misses. You're settling in just fine. Phenomenal. <laughs> Paul Mac underscore 78. I reckon Josh Masood must listen to your pod, guys. He used my gag about Chapo at school. He's on offsiders on Sunday. So that leaves me the question, did he just like leave Chapo in there or did he insert some other virgin's name? <laughs> just blank looks on everyone else's face. Well, Chapo's just like, he's, he's, he's just like the, the universal synonym for fucking for virgin or something in Australia. So everyone just knows, oh yeah, Chapo, I know him. He's it, that guy that doesn't have possible. sex with females at it, all. It is possible he just didn't get the joke yeah. and thought it was about a Mexican drug cartel leader. Yeah, well, that's true. It's true, he's kind of usurped our Chapo. Yeah. As far as, you know, bringing uh, glory to the Chapo name. Yeah. I mean, Chapo, I mean, he can't even break into a, fuck, a female's <laughs> vagina, let alone break out of a Mexican, <laughs> maximum security Mexican prison. <laughs> he'd, be the, he'd be the worst security guard in the world. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you obviously have no orifices down there to stick any drugs in, so I won't bother looking. <laughs> uh, Sam the Warden. Can uh, the NRL hurry the fuck up and rub out the L's for this year so their Gronk fans can move on from denial to anger? Fuck. Sam is very um, 
He's, he's, he's very passionate about this eel situation. <laughs> uh, Tigers fan, and he's just like, you know, the Tigers, we're suffering because we're abiding by the cap, and these cunts are going to go, you know. And, well, you know, speaking of Masood, previous tweet, he tweeted out earlier tonight, and not really going to cover it as a story because uh, I want to wait till it's confirmed, you know. But he's he's saying that they're going to get like eight points, which is just ridiculous. I mean, that drops them down to last place, and as of now, a snapshot of this week. But the eight four games, that's it's yeah. not it's not easy, but it's pretty probable. You know, you could you could overcome that and still make it into the eight. Yep. So that's so if that's going to be the if that's the new line in, going in, forward, in the, bust that cap. In the spirit of of reading too much into things, um, I saw. Uh, released by one of the directors or one of the members of the board the other day yep. and the the quote was with the field we with the team we have on the field at the moment yep. we are squeaky clean so if you read into that sentence yeah. on the field at the moment yeah it's obviously going to come down to things like them going well we don't have what we don't yeah. have this we don't have that yep. um it'll be very interesting to see what comes out of this Yes, very much so. I mean, it's also because you know players lead to players as well. Like you know, yeah. like if what was that there? Foreign never, foreign's not there, and yep. and you know, th- you know, players get attracted to other players yep. and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, um, special K online. Time to Google this Harlem Shake poop everyone keeps talking about. <laughs> Follow up a couple of minutes later. Oh wow! Well, my Saturday <laughs> night can only go down from here. <laughs> And you might have seen me tweet the other day as well. I got an email from from uh, Ben, I believe, I believe, and uh, he's not on Twitter or anything like that. But he emailed, he emailed, he he, he sent a couple of emails like, yeah, he loves the show and like you know with uh, about the various discussion points that we're talking about that week. But this one was just like Harlem Shake poop. It's just like what the? it was like this shell shocked email. Like why? <laughs> I'm glad to see it. glad to see it's coming back because that must have been a couple of years ago, right? So it's even better to watch now that the song's not so annoying because you've yeah. seen it a million times on another hundred. Well, because yeah, videos. back then it was like a situation where there were so many like parodies and things like that that were that were coming out. It was like a flood over a period of months. That was at the beginning yep. of everyone discovering that they wanted to post their own videos online. There were always yep. your dedicated YouTubers and, and yep. people like that. Yep. But with Harlem Shake, every fucking idiot with an iPhone went on to become a director. Yeah. Yep. Which, you know, like, you know, that's that's fine in itself, though. Like, you know, that's I, I do like the dem- democratisation of, you know, the media and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, it makes for some shitty videos sometimes. But you, you get you get Harlem Shake Poop, which is in the vicinity of one man, one jar. Yeah. That is definitely in the vicinity. And I do not advise anybody goes and Googles one man, one jar. Don't do that. Do not do it. That is my official standpoint on it. Yeah, because you definitely don't want to Google things like Blue Waffle either. If I mean, if you hear about it, just don't don't do it. It makes Blue Waffle look like don't a My feel, Little Pony yeah, video. Don't, don't, don't feel like don't feel like you have to Google these things that we speak about, no. guys. I mean, we just put we just put it out there. We're just discussing it. Yeah. Don't ever feel like we're telling you to do anything. Yep. That, that you might not In want fact, to do. <laughs> be certain. I'm advising you to not do it. Yeah. Don't ever. Google. That's one man one jar. Is that thing you should never Google? Don't ever Google that. No. Don't just don't do it. Um, my Saguna 85. A massive fuck you both for introducing us to the Harlem Shake poop. Never heard of it until you guys brought it up finally. Jim <laughs> uh, Man Bear Pig. Hey, Twill Nation. If Ben Roberts and Pomeroy were attacking down Cora Betty and Ashford's wing, what would happen? <laughs> He's on hashtag paradox. It would be the same thing they were worried about when they turned on the Large Hadron Collider at CERN. 
Yeah, some sort of so so you're saying some sort of like yeah black hole or vortex would open up and and eventually like swallow the entire planet yeah, in on itself. And what happens? You know, yeah. if matter hits anti matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talent hits anti-talent. <laughs> yeah, because there's no talent. Or two anti-talents. There's anti-talent combining and, 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 and starting this, you know, com, this uh, irreversible chain reaction that results in... Uh, the entire universe. Scott Minto becoming the ruler of the world. I was going to say, the entire universe collapses on itself and there's just this white nothingness with Scott Minto floating through it. Because like a, constella- a constellation in the shape of Scott Minto scoring a try, which is, you know, the, the rarest of constellations. Um, Queenslander 22. Another saying stolen from you guys, Paul Kent using the phrase Burgeye on NRL 360. And that's one that I'm like, I'm, I am prepared to fucking claim. Paul Kent thieves so. his entire career. Yeah. I remember, he's, 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 an, he's an all right guy in, in real life. I remember there was, um, not the last UFC in Brisbane, but the one before he was covering it. I think it was, you know, when Buzz Rothfield was on his big, I mean, he still is anti-UFC, but he was on his big fucking crusade at the time. And Paul Kent came up. He was the, you know, one of the invited media from, you know, and I've never seen him since at the UFC. But he was at this one and, you know, getting to feel like he has this big swinging dick, you know, I'm in the media section and everything. Like, yeah, whatever, can't. Been done, been there, done that six times. But I was walking back to the media section to, you know, take a slash or, you know, pick up some food or something because they had, like, all catered back there. And he's Paul Kent walking along. So he ends up side by side by the trough, taking a piss. <laughs> and I was like, uh, so Paul, is. Why well, you fucking hate Manly so much, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I, was fucking, I was late at straight away. <laughs> and he's, oh, yeah, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> yeah. I flushed his head down the toilet. Cunt. Special K online. On Nate's tombstone, it will read, I don't fact check or fight downwards. Probably not. Not enough cunts in it. Mm. Hoop Dog 87. Jay chuckling over docking is my, oddly my favourite bit of this week and league this week. <laughs> It was that. It was that kind of chuckling of like you know, like a like a an, like an old dude remembering the good times. <laughs> remember, remember back to when it all worked downstairs <laughs> and all the other things you could do and did. <laughs> it was like, it was like a. It's like it's like Alec Guinness when you're like. Yeah, you know, when Luke comes up, goes, oh, oh. I'm looking for I'm looking for this Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, yeah, I, I thought you know, is it relationship? Oh, oh Obi Wan Kenobi. As a name, I thought for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you're docking. Oh, that's a sensation I've not felt for a long time. <laughs> Tater underscore chips. At least Jay tried to be gentle and fair. Read the eels. Stepdad is my new fave. Hashtag Nate who hash I have no dad. I'm still railing your mum. There was some, and there were some other people like, you know, oh, you, you know, oh, you can't, you know, that means, you know, someone's got to be the mum. And I, I say, what uh, an old-fashioned homophobic attitude that yeah. is. Yeah. Why, why can't situated a same-sex couple? Why can't there be two dads yeah. in a family? Exactly. You hateful fucking bigots. Our offspring would end up playing for the Roosters. <laughs> Does that mean two dads? Two dads <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. It's late. It's yeah. very late. It is, kind of, it is kind of late. And also, because we kind of uh, didn't embargo the two dads' name, but we kind of like abandoned it a little bit, you know, when he was going through the DV thing, because, you know, p- people don't get to have nicknames. They don't get to have mascot nicknames when they're, no. you know, under the Not crowd. Of course, that his privilege has been fully restored, though. Yeah. Two dads, it is. Um, where are we? Tater chips again. She said, all that eels talk, yet the strawberry Oreo hate offended me more. I don't know if we hated on them so much. I, I think I, I just said, said you could improve. Yeah, I thought we could improve on them if you dipped them in chocolate. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fair point. Like, you know, if, you, if you're against that, I mean, fuck. 
You're just looking for reasons to fucking arc up. Like an L's, <laughs> typical L's fan. At Morso, M-A-W-S-O. When did This Week in League descend into a Martha Stewart show? Strawberry Oreos and ginger nut references? Question mark, question mark. Hashtag arrowroot biscuit with butter. Fucking, that's kicking it old school. Yeah. That's a recipe passed down from your nan, mate. <laughs> Hit the music. This Week in X Factors. <laughs> At Caleb Shanks. Love the X Factor theme tune. It seems Jay's disdain for X Factor has become his X Factor. <laughs> Beer Boy 182. Kenny Edwards hating the word X Factor too. Now, in that interview, he said, like, look, I hate to, I hate to say X Factor, but blah, blah, X Factor. That's not actually hating the use of the word X Factor. That's just him trying to um, apologise in advance for being a, a walking cliche no, that, rugby league exactly. player. Exactly. That, that was him apologising for, for sloppy glamour and, and murdering uh, the English language. Then we had Cruzy and Saguna and maybe some others as well. It seemed like there was a good, a good you know, three or four people tweeted it through. Um, there was a quote uh, from an NRL tweet uh, about Greg Inglis. And it was a quote from Corey Parker. Yeah, and read this quote. And this quote is sensational. I, uh, I'm, oh, it's so it's so rugby league though. Quote: He doesn't seem to have that X factor that we've all known Greg to do. Yeah. Signed Corey Parker. Yeah. Concussion tests aren't working. No, no, they're not. Not at all. Ma underscore Aaron. I'm expecting. Uh, Jay to turn up and protest the uh, X Factor auditions and he had a p- attached a poster for the, the local X Factor TV show auditions things like that you should go you know what should happen you should go and audition yeah for the show that would be that would be fucking hilarious and set myself on fire like a monk protesting the Vietnam well, you just, War you just get, no you just say you just say you, you know because I don't I don't know how they vet these things I had a stepsister who um who try out for Australian Island a couple of times back in the day but I'm not sure how the X Factor ones work I mean it's just like you sign up I want to I want to go and try out I think it's if you're prepared to stand in the queue for long enough yeah you get to go on yeah and if you're brilliant or horrible they'll put it on you're on TV yeah because they don't have to like there's no like a pre-vetting of your act before you get in front yeah, of the no. actual people though right no panel. there's no pre-audition audition because you could just go in there you could say as anything you say you're a singer and you're going to sing this song <laughs> but you just get up there and just start doing like a Sam Kinison rant about X Factor. The term X Factor. <laughs> that would be amazing. Mate, look, I, I have large hopes that these things are the only chance for natural selection to play its part back into the human race. Because let's be fucking frank, the stupid people are breeding. Oh, yeah, well, idiocracy's coming true. Idiocracy's coming true. And all I can hope is that during these X-Factor auditions with all of those people in the one room. The nukes start falling. <laughs> no, one person <laughs> thinks their X-Factor act should be juggling four glass containers full of weaponized anthrax. Yeah, look, that sounds pretty controversial. We'll get, we'll get to that stage. Yeah. We will get to that stage and start thinning out the herd. Yeah, but we might get to like something more like the running man first and thin him out that way. <laughs> Not even need X-Factor. Okay, okay with, with weaponized anthrax. <laughs> Of course, can you, I mean, can you imagine watching a yeah? You know, like, cause you see they got those shows coming out now. I think Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are producing one. Really? And it's like this hunted one where you, I'm not. There must be a number of people, or I, I wonder if it's a number of people or just the one. It might even be just one, one contestant, right? And you get paid in advance for 
48 hours worth. You get you get you make say like a thousand dollars a day or two thousand yeah. dollars a day or something, and maybe the the money increments up to if you last like a month, it's a it's a million dollars, say. Yep. And so they pay you for the first 48 hours because they expect that anyone will make it 48 hours. Yep. And it's just you're on the run. And so they've got people hunting you across the country. There's checkpoints that you have to meet at various stages, like once a day or something like that, to you have to show up yeah, to. Yeah. But the public get like, you know, uh, you know, they get like you know, a hundred bucks if the you know, a tip off that leads to your capture and things. So it's like a phone in thing. And so you've got everyone looking, you know, everyone's the whole country's chasing you, everyone's watching this show. So here's the thing, reality TV with yeah. one upmanship, yeah. This is, we will get to the running man. It's gonna get to the stage where, you know, they're gonna have to kill that person. They had the show that's like, Well, okay, we've got people that are married and they don't like each other that much. Yeah. Let's introduce them to somebody new. Yep. then another network goes well fuck that we're going to have people that have never met before and we're just going to send them out to dinner and they're, they're going to have a date together yep. then the next net- network goes well fuck that we're, we're going to get two people to marry each other yep. the, ne- the next one is just going to be two people never met each other going to put blindfolds on and they just have to go into a room and fuck yeah but I mean like, that's not but then from there it's going to be a guy gets to walk into a room and there's two girls there with blindfolds and he has to decide which one he's going to kill well, then you get to that Series 7 thing. That'd be right. You seen that movie, right? <laughs> series 7, The Contenders? No. It's like, it's like it's the Running Man sort of thing. It's like, yeah, where there's... It's like it's like you know, a bunch of people and they basically just got to kill kill each other. And it's like, could be anywhere. Like, you know, it could be in a shopping mall. could be... Like, it's wherever you see one of these other contestants. It's take go them time. out. Yeah, oh, take God. them out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... And it's so over the top and it's like accepted. Like, it's not like... So like, You're not getting arrested by the cops for homicide for doing that. So it's like the Running Man meets Highlander. Yeah, 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 sort of, and like you know, and also like I guess like a an American, uh, like suburban like battle royale sort of thing. Jesus you know, like Christ, it's good, it's a good movie though. We'll get there. Yep. Um, where are we? Eddie NZ this week in X Factor. CC to us an article that appeared on uh, stuff.co.nz about the Warriors the uh, the paragraph is talking about um, Andrew McFadden and how he was going to looking to be dumped and now they've you know they've sort of turned it around a little bit he said the calls for Andrew McFadden to be dumped as coach have never been had never been louder than after the three early season losses but Watson and Warriors managing director Jim Doyle never publicly wavered in their public support of McFadden Watson explained just why he admired McFadden as a person and as a coach it really goes to the heart of coaching and that X factor that gives you confidence he said so you go, Andrew McFadden, Warriors coach, has the X Factor. Oh, God. Yep. At There's Lynn your benchmark. <laughs> yeah, at Lynn Shields. I did not know this, Jay. Screenshot of Wikipedia. Ben Barber. Full name, Benjamin Barber. Nickname, X Factor. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think to qualify as a nickname, somebody that you know has had to refer to you as that in casual conversation at least once. At least once. That could have happened, Like, though. you know, okay, somebody has obviously said to Andrew Johns, mm-hmm. hey, Joey, can I get you a beer? Yep. Somebody said, hey, Freddie, yep. you're a legend of the game. Yep. Somebody said, Lockie, who the fuck are you and why are you here? But no one's ever said... Oh, why can't you talk properly, cunt? Yeah. Hey, hey, X Factor. Hey, X... <laughs> no one said that shit. Someone needs to go and edit that Wikipedia. Well, this is the problem. I mean, if, you know, if, you, if you're at, like, an NRL club conference or whatever and someone said, hey, X Factor... You get like one person from every club looking over. Yeah, exactly. Know, whoever the X factor in the club is. Exactly. Like, you know, four it's, coaches. It's almost through. not a nickname. It's almost like a like a like a honorary title. It's like, like going, a queen hey. or captain or lieutenant. You know, it's just like, <laughs> hey, hey mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving moving on from your favourite segment of the show, um, 
briefly. For this week in Luke Dawn, the boys from Super League Pod are back. So without further ado, let's get in and hear what they've got to say about the ESL this week. And I do notice that the uh, the Cattle and Dragons are fucking starting to put together as well, uh, justifying my, uh, my long-term support of them since the start of the season. Australians, Tom and Mark here again to keep you up to speed on the ups and downs of some of your favourite repatriated footballers as we bring you this latest edition of This Week in Luke Dawn. Yeah, we start at St Helens where the home side went down 12 points to 30 against the Catalan Dragons. Um, it was actually an Englishman in the Catalan shirt this week that put St Helens to the sword. Jody Broughton grabbing four tries. Uh, Jay might have seen the rare bit of magic from Skeletor himself, a.k.a. Luke Walsh, and thought what could have been, just like Saints fans were thinking as they were kept scoreless at home in a second, second half in a row. Meanwhile, over at the John Smith Stadium, Huddersfield recorded only their second win of the season as Ryan Hinchcliffe and Sam Rapira helped the Giants to an 11 points to nil win over the wire, a result which is all the more impressive when you consider that prior to this round, the Huddersfield defence had been leakier than a Panamanian solicitor's office. Wigan, Wigan won at home 26 points to 12 from Castleford, um, a return home and a return to winning ways for the John Bateman-inspired Wigan Warriors. Cass's attack was somewhat blunted without the worldly talents of Ben Roberts and our hero himself, Luke Dawn, both still on the sidelines with injury. And in the final game of the Super League programme this weekend, Leeds Rhinos registered a 20 points to 18 victory over a Hull FC side, allegedly buoyed by the inclusions of Frank Pritchard, Sika Manu and Mahe Fanua. Uh, no amount of white line fever from Steve Michaels could save FC, who ultimately lost to the boot of young Rhinos halfback Jordan Lilly. Yeah, and that all means Warrington narrowly staying on top on points difference from Castellan and Wigan. Six points separate the nine teams at the top of the table, and even the bottom two before round 11 had wins this week in an unpredictable season so far. Speaking of unpredictable, the Challenge Cup picked up some speed with some Super League clubs joining it in this weekend, and Hull KR lost uh, 22 points to 36 to the part-time Oldham Ruffiard side and um, equally surprising was League One Toulouse who beat championship frontrunners Lee by 10 points to 8 Thanks boys Facebook um, just when you thought it was over Josh who's a, been a very long term supporter I, think, I believe he actually got Twitter because of the show back in the day uh, Jay definitely has the X Factor, has had a cracking start to his time on the show. Oh. That's right, yeah, motherfucker. Facebook's coming on the X Factor too. Thank you and fuck you. Aaron Norton, Norts, Astro Norts, I think it is on Twitter these days, mm-hmm. cracking the mold and taking the X Factor to new heights. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to you before we started recording, you, know, you just, I, I told you after the first episode, when you start on the X Factor, like, you, you don't know what you've done. You do not know what you've started. And it's, get, it's getting bigger and bigger to the point where. There's going to have to be some sort of X-Factor shirt. You know what? I'm going to take a page out of Bulldogs fans' books. Yep. And when Clemmer... Go up to Coffs, Coffs Harbour. And no, when Clemmer... Oh, the fans. When Clemmer was put uh, on report for touching a referee... Yep. Bulldogs fans compared it to a lynching. They compared it to a lynching. Um, and I think I think it was Shunter that replied to me and said, yeah, because, you know, a, a tall white skinhead's the perfect role for lynching. But there have been groups before that have put up with slurs yeah. and come out stronger yeah. and not let it affect them. Yeah. And that's me with X Factor. Yeah, but it's not like it's a slur. 
It's a slur. It's a slur on the English language. It's, it's not, a slur it's on not, the intelligence of everyone who uses it. Well, I mean, now they're going to start. Now they're going to start using it as a slur for you. They're going to start just calling you X Factor <laughs> and about to change your Wikipedia entry. <laughs> Put your nickname as, as X Factor instead of uh, you know what you know that guy on the sex documentary. <laughs> um, don't have a lot of general stuff to report. Uh, the membership stuff will be up on what is it today's Tuesday recording, so it'll be up Wednesday or Thursday. I've got the 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 mock-ups and everything for the t-shirts done. I've got the um, t-shirt guys ready to go as soon as I pull the trigger. Waiting back to hear a quote on the snapbacks, but I've got a vague idea of what it's going to be worth based on. Um, what their what their prices are for the quantities and things like that. So that's going to match up as well. Actually, going to match up fairly well with the shirt, to be honest. Um, you know, the fucked up thing is that every yeah. time I hear somebody say "snapback," yep. I start singing that Akon song in my head. Which Akon song? The slap the slap that song. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like just, that one. That one's for Lynn, who had a uh, a bit of a shit fight about songs getting stuck in her head during the week on Twitter. Okay, because was she objected to Friday by Rebecca Black? Did she? Oh, somebody put that. It's, it's not far from the worst song to get stuck in your head. There's better ones. Yeah, I've, oh, I, I still think the final countdown's a contender. Yeah, that's a fucking great song. Though. Like, well, who cares? Yeah, but after nine days, it's not. <laughs> yeah, if you can't get a song out of your head after it's nine worse days, worse than being waterboarded. <laughs> <laughs> There's some horrible song on the radio at the moment, and thankfully I can't remember it now, so it's not stuck in my head at the minute. Phenomenal. But um, yeah, it's oh, it fucking hit me the other day, and it it was a full it was a full day. Uh, and it's just it's on t- you know on currently on on the radio so, which means it's probably shit house as well yeah it's bad so yeah sorry back to your uh, snapbacks makes me think of snack packs how good were they on back on in the, the day floor. yeah fucking get chocolate snack pack or fucking yeah if it wasn't for snack do remember, packs do you remember the ad do you remember the ad with the BMX there? yeah if it wasn't for snack packs yeah what's the next oh no you know, they, they said that, that, that they said if it wasn't for snack packs a kid would starve yeah, it wasn't for snack pack. Kid, Kid stuff. <laughs> News. Now we've cleared that snack pack <laughs> ad reminiscing. <laughs> Boxer Anthony Mundine has announced he may return to the sport that made him famous. Mundine turns 41 next month and made a successful career in boxing, you know, by some metrics, I guess, after monetarily, I suppose, after walking away from rugby league at the age of 25 to follow in his father, Tony Mundine's footsteps. Speaking at the New South Wales Rugby League Knockout Health Challenge, Mundine said he could still make it as a rugby league player and that his desire was still there. The quotes are, I may do it, not next year, but the year after. I just got to get my speed up and my feet working and dazzling and going again. I believe I could score some tries and set up some tries. When quizzed about which team he would play for, Mundine was quick to reply, his former team, it's got to be the Dragons. He's currently recovering from hip resurfacing surgery, which he had done at the start of March. He's hoping for a boxing rematch with Danny, Danny Green. I mean, he should have a fucking boxing match with Betty White with his hip resurfaced. I, mean, he's, I dare say he's got, a better, he's got a better role of like, you know, you know, taking on like you know some kind of reimagining of matlock well i guess the, the first time somebody tackles him and busts his colostomy bag he's yeah. gonna have a clear run to the trial line after that <laughs> Mate, for much of the game really <laughs> just keep running that line all day <laughs> no one else is running <laughs> oh, 
Look, at the age of four, so he'll be. Well, it's not next year; it's the year after. So he's turning forty-one next month. So he's it's going to be forty-two. He's going to be playing. You know, should he play, he's going to be turning yeah. forty-three. You know, after the first ten rounds. Let, let's look at who. You know, some of the older statesmen in our games. People like Beaver, Cliffy, um, Cliffy, uh, even. How old Terry was Lamp. Oh, I don't know. I don't think he was that old, though, was he? Like, he like, wasn't like these okay, guys, though. It was an All-Stars game he competed in as his last game. It was the first All-Stars match. Yeah. So is he mid-30s? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say mid-30s. Yeah. And yeah. and he was a relatively fit dude, as yeah. is Mundine. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure Mundine has the actual size for it anymore, the... That would, that would be something that he'd have to, yeah, he'd have to build up and which is much harder to do post forty. Yeah, well, you know, just get on the on the gear TRT, get on the <laughs> testosterone replacement. Yeah, go down to his doctor and say that he needs it. I got low swimmers. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, but um, look, he's proven time and time again that he is an unequivocal fuckhead, mm-hmm. and. You know, lives in a fantasy world. Couldn't live in the NRL world where he couldn't can't open his fucking yap like that without you know, the, the risk of ten thousand dollars coming his way. So. Yeah, it the 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 great the greatest one he's had recently was when when he was saying like we were talking about before the show. Yeah, yeah. Where the only reason he was never picked uh, number six for Australia was because they were racist and they didn't want an indigenous playing in the halves. Yeah. To which the reporter claim back have you ever heard of Laurie Daly and he says well yeah he was a bloke that got the job he said well Laurie Daly's indigenous and the reply was along the lines of yeah well he's not really indigenous yeah yeah yes it's all coming back to me now yeah it's you know if he wants to put the effort in and if he comes back purely from a, a spectacle point of view yep it'd be interesting to see what he can do for sure but Jesus I'll tell you what if um if if he's anything like what he is now then there will be some cracking segments on the show oh oh, please come back yeah or at least give it a red hot crack there'll be four hour episodes yeah exactly this week in Mundine there may actually (laughs) spawn a whole new podcast just to to cover that maybe (laughs) I can't do another one can't do it Um, next story bad idea Mundine Stick to boxing and then enjoy your fucking millions. Yeah, spot you, on. That you got knocking over cans. Um, one of New South Wales' greatest ever origin players, Glenn Lazarus, has sealed his transition from footballer to fuckhead with a shocking admission about his state allegiances. After playing 19 origins in an outstanding career that made him one of the best forwards of his generation, Lazarus said that he now supports Queensland. Queen being born and raised a former prop moved to Brisbane at the end of his rugby league career after making a home there as a Broncos star of the 90s but he was still a proud blue supporter until going into politics first with the Palmer United Party in 2013 and now as one of Queensland's independent senators on Sterlow's show the other day he diplomatically declared he was backing the Maroons due to his friendship with new coach Kevin Walters to the obvious disgust of fellow Blues legend Sterling. I'm going to support Queensland for a number of reasons, Lazarus said. The main reason is my good mate Kevy is the coach. I love the boy to death and I love the man to death. And I just think, I've known Kevy since 1986 or 87, and I just think, I just hope and pray he has success because he deserves it. He's done the hard yards, he's done the hard yards as far as coaching is concerned, and I think he thoroughly deserves to be coach of Queensland. And I just hope, and I'm sure they will, the players will do the right thing and he'll take out the series. Yeah. Fucking low life. Piece of shit. You are Lazarus. Yes, he is a low-life piece of shit. But I think this says more about Queenslanders 
than it does about Glen Lazarus. What's it say about Queensland? Now, I've lived in both states, Mm -hmm. and I have met some very, very fine examples of Queenslanders and Queensland supporters, um, who I maintain friendships with to this day, Mm -hmm. and we are fine with the understanding that for three days a year, we go hammer and tongs at each other. Yeah, yeah. Hammer and fucking Enemies to the death. Exactly. And they put up with it through the years when... Um, when Joey was playing and yep. absolutely destroyed Queensland. 56-16 and you know, all that good shit. Yep. I've put up with it uh, and a couple of my other New South Wales mates put up with it when New Obviously. South Wales lose. Yep. Uh, but for the rest of the time, we're, we're friends based on our personalities and the qualities and, yep. and what we do for each other. I have met people from Queensland who when it comes up in conversation that you're from New South Wales, go, I oh, don't want to talk yeah. to you. Oh, been there, met them. Like, it, it's nine months out from state of origin. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, going into politics, especially in the electorate supports mm-hmm. in the Senate for Queensland, mm-hmm. he he would lose vote. He would, like, people would not vote for him. Based on that. Based on that he came from New South Wales. So, A, yes, he's a state traitorous cunt, and f- from, from all accounts, you know... Um, Let's say I've had business dealings with his wife and um, a very good friend of mine has been, had business dealings with both of them, including co-directing a, a company together. And that didn't finish up very well. So, yeah, so, I have a lot of opinions that I can't speak about legally. But, um, yeah, it's a bullshit, bullshit political point scoring. Mm-hmm. He's he's a pretty pretty low individual at the moment as well, I think, you know, as a person, as a politician yeah. and as a rugby league fan. Yeah, exactly. And like, the, yeah, yeah, you do it to win votes and everything, but that just shows you just got no fucking integrity and absolute low life piece of shit. And uh, politicians know. that appeal to the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. are not generally in the best interest of everybody or anybody. Yeah, for that matter. Golden Point may be scrapped for this year's final series and grand final with the NRL Competition Committee to consider alternatives for deciding Southern Death matches, including adopting the NFL's overtime policy so a field goal doesn't immediately end the game. While Jonathan Thurston's 83rd minute field goal to win last year's grand final for North Queensland is considered an iconic moment in the game's history, there are many who believe it's not the way a premiership should be decided and a meeting of NRL coaches late last year agreed further discussion was needed about Golden Point in finals matches. The NRL Competition Committee will meet next month for the first time since then, and the main issue on the agenda is how finals and grand finals should be decided if the scores are tied at full time. Among the options to be discussed are extra time of either 5 or 10 minutes each way, followed by golden point if the scores are still level, golden try, and the NFL model in which the opposition is given an opportunity to respond if a team kicks a field goal in extra time. The 2015 Grand Final was the first to go into extra time since the introduction of Golden Point for NRL matches in 2003, and Wayne Bennett led criticism after his side lost, saying they did not deserve to lose to a field goal after the Cowboys winger Kyle Felt had scored in the 80th minute to level the scores and Thurston missed the conversion. They did, because that's the rules of the game. And they scored one point less in the game, and that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You You don't get a certificate of participation, Wayne. Yeah. You win or you lose. Exactly, exactly. Now look, they're saying that I've considered golden try for finals matches and grand finals along with the model used in the NFL. Um, but I think the NFL model, I love it in the NFL, doesn't work for the NRL in my opinion. Nope. Because giving the team an extra drive in NFL in the NFL is, it's un, it's unlimited tackles. I mean, if they if you make if you make your 10 yards, yep. you keep rolling and there's time in between plays and, you know, it's a, it's a play-by-play, you know, 
turn-based system sort of thing. Rugby league, though, one set of six, starting, you get the ball kicked off to you and you're starting from, you know, let's say, you know, the, the prop, you know, gets the ball past the him and he's starting from the goal line yep. or in the end goal. All the way downfield, it's, that's not like the same fucking first, thing. First couple of sets of the game yep. and then first couple after halftime, teams making 60 metres on a set, on yep. an average set with no yep. massive line breaks. Yep. That's a phenomenal set. Yep. You know, yep. So Teams getting smashed into their own 40 and kicking it out at the end. Yep. Very common. And Spot on. especially in a situation where a team is, def- you know, knows they've got one ta- one set. Yeah. They've got one set to lock them out. Yep. And that's it. Yep. And it's all done and they've won. Exactly. They're already, a fr- they're already ahead. I, f- I favour personally, I mean, like, yeah, like having extra time, like 10 minutes each way or something like that, and yeah. then going to it, that's that's probably fine. You're still going to get a field goal on, though. People are going to get a field goal and they're just going to be protected, you know. Field goal and protected. Pr- yeah, and then people field goal them at, you know, to tie it up and maybe you'll only get a field goal. They've got more time to kick, you know, field goal yeah, on. So I, exactly. I don't think it's going to stop that aspect of it. The other it. thing, I, I think if you're given that, you know, okay, they've kicked a field goal, you get a set to respond. Yeah. The the referees start losing their shit as well. You know you know how it, how it is oh, now. And you imagine people got, with defenders shooting off the line to shut, shut them down and yeah. then, you know, and then someone's blatantly offside, and they're like, "Do they, you know, do we give a penalty here because that's going to put the other team straight back down? They get another exactly. set, and it's going to be down like, the twenty like minutes." Right out. now, if there's a tied game, yeah, and you're on your line, yeah, pretty much offside doesn't count. Because oh, well, you saw that that finals game with Manly and the Dogs a couple of years back when, and they show you see the the, the line after when Cherry Evans gets a field goal, Josh yeah. Reynolds is like six meters offside, it's, and he's the one that went you know to stop the to stop the play shut exactly down, so. and there's absolutely nothing like no that no one was onside, um, but he was there you know, way offside. He was almost in front look, of the markers. There's there's not it's not necessarily that either golden try or an actual set time limit is better than Golden Point. It's just different. You're still going to have a winner and a loser, which is what we need. Uh, I don't think that we should have too much extra time in regular season games. No, I think there should be none. I think I think that that uh, that 80 minutes in a regular season game, fuck it, it's a draw. You don't Split need a result. You know, yeah. I mean, a, a draw is a result. That's it. You don't you don't need a winner and a loser result in a yep. regular season game. Draws are fine. I know a fine for fucking, you know, how many years? Like 100 yes. years or, you know, you know 90 years... Prior to that, finals obviously need a result, and you can't have the system like you know, like in in '78 and, yeah. and you know, in Manly when they played like you know, a couple of grand finals and a couple and of like you know, replay this, replay that. Let's be frank: if a score's tied, or even if a team's ahead by six, five yeah. minutes out, the field goals start. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not as if there are no field goal attempts until golden time. Yeah. Regular season, I don't really think you need anything at all. No. Um, in the final series. Look, the the only thing with with Golden Point is it can be decided by a coin toss. Yeah. However, that's then even a strategic choice. If you win the coin toss, do you kick off or do you receive? Do you get the ball deep in your own territory, or do you you know try and hold them down and do start you give it to them and back your defence? Yeah. Um, if it's golden, uh, sorry, if it's just a set amount of extra time. Yeah. Then. That does give teams a little bit more strategic option, yeah. and I mean they're going to play a bit of footy, but you know you, you get down to the last minute and it's still going to it's still going to be the goal exactly. point. It's going to be field goal on. It's going to I, be I think different. I, I favour let make it make it like gold make it golden something whatever you call it, but instead you just make it sudden death extra time in which a field goal is obviously it's a it's a score that puts you in front and should you get to the end of the allocated period of time whether it be 10 minutes or whatever yep. then congratulations you're the winner however Golden it doesn't stop try. a game instantly however if someone scores a try then it does stop the game instantly yep 
So that that to me is a is a much better option, and I mean it's going to encourage teams to play. This look put it this way, I think there's still going to be a bit of a scab grab to get that first field goal, yeah. just to get that that point up, and then try yep. and just like you know just knuckle down in defence. That's it. But that's going to force the other team to play footy. But then you're going like to get... what happened at the end of the exactly. grand final with yeah. the Cowboys scoring that try when the Broncos started to be conservative. And, yep. and that's a fairly good example of what this would bring that you yeah. just brought up, like just the desperation and scoring a you know out wide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like so, the, yeah, the Broncos were, were one try up, and they just tried to defend it. So that's yep. like them putting a field goal. But what will end up in 20 years' time, we'll be having the conversation that Golden Point, at the end of the period, the two wingers each get a sword. <laughs> You're all about this fucking devolving into a <laughs> gladiatorial combat. It'll happen. And then if there's no result after five minutes, <laughs> then the centres get a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, don't you, why don't you just line them up like um, like when the guitar solo and beat it when they like you know, lashing like the opposite hands together <laughs> and they're doing that dance <laughs> monkey knife fight <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah but it, look okay there's pros and cons for anything and it you, you're going to have a winner and a loser so there's going to be one side that's not happy with the result and the easiest thing to blame is the system so mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and Wayne Ben's not going to get over that Oh, you got a round four. Yeah. Revenge. Yeah. But uh, but strangely, strangely, the Cowboys did deserve to lose on that game. I don't know. I don't understand understand what the difference was. But uh, yeah, there you go. Um, Next one. This is great, great news that I got from uh, the Manly Club the other day. And in in talking about all of, you know, the stadium policy that they're trying to push through and they're trying to get even teams, even like your team, yeah, like you know, make you commit to play like you know a bunch of games at Parramatta and yep. then uh, upgrade Parramatta Stadium and then yep. move Manly games to Sydney Football Stadium and you know teams like um, the Tigers and Souths and that as they do anyway like you know move more of them to like ANZ mm-hmm. or you know whatever. Well, Brookvale is going to be remain Manly's home for years to come after the federal and state governments approved a twenty million upgrade of the ground. The Baird government on Friday ticked off on $10 million in funding for the Stage 1 upgrade, which will deliver a three to 4,000 seat grandstand as part of the $1.6 billion stadiums package. The future of the suburban ground on the northern beaches considered among the most outdated in the NRL was up in the air amid the recent push towards big stadiums. The New South Wales government this week announced it would go ahead with the redevelopment of Parramatta Stadium as well as upgrades for ANZ and Allianz Stadiums. However, the Seagulls were able to secure funding as part of the stadiums package, which included $40 million for centres of excellence. The government promised to match dollar for dollar any funding for a club wanting to build a centre of excellence, and the plan was given the go-ahead due to local member and former Prime Minister Tony Abbott securing $10 million in federal funding. And he's promised that for fucking years, and it's about time that cunt's finally had to deliver on it. And now, it's, it's in fact, that $10 million's been on the table for so long... Hey, did you like, hear that we're, uh, we're actually going into an election very soon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not Tony Abbott's... I mean, this, no, but he, this is the thing, this is why we never get the funding. Because they are so safe... Yeah. Liberal seats oh. at at state and federal level that they will never ever change hands ever. They're like the 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 margins in those seats are so high. So it, given just, his unpopularity, are they? It's just it's just the demographic they, of the. Are they liberals or are they conservative? Like are they are they right? I think, right. I think there's there's liberal voters because you know there's obviously a lot of cash around there. Like so, yeah. and you okay. know and and you know business business people and you know cashed up people yeah. you know turn you know liberal parties. <laughs> yeah, so but are, are they like you know? Um, Guys that want to have a sword fight in the bedroom shouldn't be allowed to marry each other. I think it's more conservative. Business, I think it's just more the business. So they're financial. Yeah, I think it's financial. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, 
so Tony Abbott, he can promise all this stuff, but because he's got the safest seat in the world, doesn't have to. Come and he was through. a prime minister for a while. He was yeah. opposition leader for even longer. Never has to, never has to deliver it because the, the you know, the people aren't like we're going to yeah. fucking throw you out if you don't we, deliver on this. You know. Let me preface this with I'm not trying to defend Tony Abbott. Yeah, at don't, all. Yeah, don't be doing that um, shit. But yeah, he, he could be seen that if when he was prime minister, he goes giving a whole bunch of funding to Brookie Oval. A, he's a ticketed member of the football club. Yeah, B, it's one his electorate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the sort of thing that is you know political fodder for for your opposition. Yeah, but I mean, like he could have done it in the years. You know, I mean, he's had a long career in politics, which and to the point, and to the point where this ten million dollars that he pro- that he promised was so long ago that he's actually going to go back and have it indexed for like cost of living and all that sort of stuff, and it's going to end up being like fifteen. So it's actually going to pro- try and maybe even jump it up to thirty million or you know whatever. So, so it's good. And I knew something was up on Thursday night because I remember they were making yeah. a deal about how Baird was there and Abbott was there, yeah, okay. and then this came out like on the Friday yeah, or something nice. like that. So um, it means that there'll be no requirements for Manly to take any home games to the new stadium network that they're, they're setting up, mm-hmm. and um, it'll be ready to go for two thousand eighteen season and. Yeah, and you know I, I should the hill will stay, and yeah, it'd be great. You should use your uh, your influence to see if you can out of that fifteen mil, mm-hmm. see if you can just get one mil of it. Yep. In taxi vouchers for Manly fans, so they can travel. Well, you know, it's I want to sh- get them to build a fucking train line or something. Taxi vouchers. It's cheaper than a train line. You you'd think. Yeah, but taxi. But, but see, you, you do you do the you, you do the ta- you do the train now. You spend the infrastructure now, and then there you go. You're set forever. Taxi vouchers. No, you spend, it's spend, a hole. spend, spend forever. So Train, kind of... Trains are an economic hole. You don't want that. Well, yeah, you get the t- you get the tickets on the trains. Nah, you, you get Uber, sorted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, public transport is so fucking terrible. I mean, you, like you can get, like it's great to get to Manly itself because you know you get the ferry and you just like boom you're straight yeah. over there and you're right there you know beach is great harbour's great it's all good 6k walk <laughs> or we catch a bus or something yeah. to Brookvale from, from where you know yeah, from the from main the, sort of hub the there ferry. so um, so it'd be great if they had like even I don't know why they don't put on I mean I know the club puts on some you know has done in the past puts on shuttles for members but they're the people that are going anyway they're yeah. always they're not the you know the the casual ones that you know may or may not you know turn up. They need to set up you know and like for finals and things like that they do that sort of thing. But they need to do it for yeah. set up a regular you know extension of the public transport network to you know service areas that are really fucking hard to get to. Um, but it's great. I I was almost positive that you know we'd end up playing you know out of Allianz or something you know and you know, share time out of Allianz and maybe up at Gosford. But um, this is great, so it's going to be... Uh, and, and the facilities do need updating as well, so there's no better place to watch football than the hill at Brookie, and uh, now it'll be great to have, you know, modern amenities yeah. <laughs> and, and shit at that place as well. Would be and, comfortable. Are they putting actual pillows in the new grandstand? Well, I don't think... Considering what a pillow fortress it is? No, look, you can't you can't take the pillow. The pillow fortress has been Pertec, and, uh, and so it has been, and so it shall be. And uh, okay. don't, don't 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 come in here like after fucking five minutes and start trying to rename shit, mate. Is it too is it too easy to call it Sookvale Oval? Well, I mean, you wouldn't be the first to say that. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But, I mean, who's but no one's sooking, though. That's the thing. No one sooks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, actually, you're right. Jamie Lyon looked very very chipper after that game, laughing and joking and high fiving Kieran Foran. Well, I don't think he was laughing and joking, high fiving Kieran Foran. Yeah, he was. Don't have a discussion. No laughing and joking. Yeah. Don't, I, you know, I know how I feel laughing about and that joking. Shit. Yeah, you know how I feel yep. about that shit though. 
You can go and fucking retire for that shit. <laughs> oh fuck! It's, it's nothing. I understand that it's a, a professional sport, and you know it's not like the old days where like these motherfuckers hate. Each other. Like yeah, there are people who wouldn't play for teams because they just fucking yeah. hate everything they stand for. Yeah, but, but do it in the sheds away from the fucking TV cameras. Exactly. Yep. I, don't, I don't give a fuck if you if you're my most beloved player ever. You fucking do that shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna show you the back of my hand. Yeah. Yeah, metaphorically, on a podcast that you never hear. <laughs> Recaps. First, of course business this week in league is brought to you by sportsmate mobiles league live the ultimate nrl app putting the nrl at your fingertips news scores tv viewing schedules match day information and more and uh it's looking like our discussions at the moment that um the marriage the happy happy marriage between uh league live and sportsmate and this week in league you know what is speaking of looking of, to extend for like a long time to come speaking of happy marriages mm-hmm. sportsmate saved my marriage this week that serious. Watching the Panthers Roosters game, mm-hmm. I was watching it on my phone mm-hmm. because Optus's NBN is absolute. You've been talking up this NBN coming on for ever since you've started it, doing look, the show. Look, it's, it's better. It's better than I had. Um, I've had some fairly hilarious conversations with Optus, but uh, when, given the year we've had, when Penrith are ahead by less than twelve, yeah, and you at, need to see that shit. At, uh, no buffering. You know, 73 minutes. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it was working fine. However, when we do things like drop the ball 20 metres out from our own goal line. Yeah. And I turn the phone off in disgust and almost throw up, but then remember, I don't want to buy a new phone. Oh, and I walk what? around pulling my hair out. <laughs> and as I'm doing that, my wife opens up Sportsmate on her phone and says, it's okay, they haven't scored yet. Oh, Look at that. It calms me down. I don't resort to domestic violence. <laughs> not so, that you would do that anyway. No, not at all. But uh, sports, mate, you've saved my marriage. <laughs> I feel like we've missed a step in between. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, uh, when was apartment divorce was ever on the table? Though? <laughs> uh, I've I've ranted and raved and gotten angry and yeah before, but now she knows enough. To step in and intervene. Yeah. You know, instead of storming out of the bedroom and saying, why are you throwing peanut butter jars at the window? She understands what it is when the Panthers are playing. That was once I threw a peanut butter jar at a window. In, in the bedroom, though? No, 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 no. Because I'm just saying you're in the bedroom throwing peanut butter jars at the window. It's like... <laughs> it's just so, this is, it just leads to so many more questions. Like, why peanut butter in the bedroom? I think you know the answer to that one. <laughs> Oh, monas. Put it this way, Reese's Pieces. <laughs> um, and the, the thing is, I mean, this this show is obviously, you know, we're a different type. We're a different type of show. Not like these fucking these suck holes that you know have you know aspirations to be fucking commentators or something oh. in the future. And I suck the dick of the NRL and all this sort of thing. We are, we're not about that life. No, <laughs> we're about that life. Telling people they cunts and. Uh, <laughs> And and so, as a as a result of that, or as a byproduct of that, yeah, we certainly we certainly have our audience. Now, audience is fierce, fiercely loyal, and we have finally come up with a sponsor who is as savage as we are. 
in this sports mate. Their tweeting's been sensational. And just this week, we <laughs> Yanis Mateus tweeted him and said, I have not seen a decline. We're talking about the Tigers game, the conclusion of the Tigers storm game. I have not seen a decline like that since last week hey sports mate do you have the state of the, the stats of that decline and they've replied goes as this week in league boys are mentioned on the pod we do have this decline stats also known as a worm and it had like a, a screenshot of a, a, a bar graph oh, sorry a, a line graph from from that game showing that you know the tigers the decline the worm swinging in favor of the storm and they then, then they've drawn over the top like a, you know, a descending line they've written a decline line a decline line and uh just so just just tremendous tremendous stuff and um and for, yeah, for email correspondence I've had with them, they, they're loving the interaction with you guys. And uh, so, yeah, tweet them, tweet them all the time about that sort of stuff because they're, they're really loving it. And uh, it's great to have someone that's just, you know, so, so much on the same page as us. Um, and, yeah, it's just a perfect relationship. Uh, Toto TV uh, tweeted and said, I thought this week in league was just promoting sponsors when they said the Sportsmate, Sportsmate app was good. Tried it on the weekend. FMD, it's brilliant. Hash, no doubt. It is. I fucking told you. I told you. I, like, I, we keep it real. Yeah, it's not real in here, and like I, I, I know apps. I mean, I've, I've developed apps, and I know that, that they're better than they're better than I am. I mean, just the way it's thought out, the interface and everything, it's just so fucking intuitive. I love it. Um, it's amazing, and uh, yeah, love to have them around. And get, if you haven't got the app yet, starters, <coughs> neck yourself, I guess. Probably first thing I get you to do. Then after that, once you've finished doing that, go to and search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play, and download League Live. Especially if you're having relationship problems. Guaranteed to save them. Yeah. No guarantee. I forgot, you know, like... Hashtag. If you're like, if you're like, Asterisk. Yeah. If you like, you know, problems with your hand, I mean, I guess if, if nothing else, it would give your hand something else to do. Give you some valuable time apart. The fucking thumb muscles, that'd work out. <laughs> Lead to all sorts of new interesting dates. Recaps. Thursday Night Football. The uh, Parramatta Eels 22 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 10. Brookvale crowd of just... Over 14,500. Good crowd for Thursday night. Uh, the Eels, 22, came from tries to Brad Takarangi, a double to Michael Jennings, and uh, Semi Radradra. Radra. Michael Gordon, two or four conversions and a penalty goal. And Manly, Jamie Lyon City, try to Jamie Lyon, conversion Jamie Lyon, two penalty goals to Jamie Lyon. Well, I'll, I'll leave this one to, uh, to you to talk most about, but the first thing is that I want to put in a vote for Tommy Turbo's new nickname to be Ironic. So ironic turbo, because yeah. See, I take I take massive yeah. issue with this. Oh, he was running diagonally, and he covered more ground. And he, he covered like probably three times the ground. Semi couldn't keep up with him. No, he, he Semi Semi couldn't really min, and Semi's you know you one see, of the fastest. Do you see Blake, Blake score against the Roosters? That's how you run diagonal lines in the NRL. Semi the, Semi couldn't Semi couldn't keep up with him. Little ironic turbo. I think what he should have done, he probably because Semi had nothing, he probably should have actually straightened up and gone the other corner anyway. Once he realised that that you know Semi couldn't catch him, but uh, whatever reason he decided to take the fucking uh, the long the long way around and uh, you know let old mate uh, Bo Scott. Um, but Bo Scott had him owned for most of that game. Bo Scott. Bo Scott. A turbo had him owned. Bo Scott in the middle, who only saw him once in the entire game, nah. he doesn't even go on to I the right-hand side. I counted three times that Bo Scott absolutely shut him down. Thinking about Bo Scott, did you read that article about how he's responsible for what Mo's retirement? Or, you know, what's no. the retirement's going to happen? No. They were training before the Nines. Uh, so there was the Nines, and then there was a trial game after that, and what Mo was looking to make his comeback for the trial game yep. after the Nines. And they were doing a drill where he was like, 
putting pressure on um, teams at the end of their set on the other teams in goals, like putting a grubber in and chasing yep. a grubber yep, and yep, forcing yep, repeat yep. sets and stuff. And so they're like they're doing the whole thing, like you know, shepherding, you know, shepherding guys through, you know, shepherding the ball or whatever. And um, and both Scots come through behind him and cleaned him up, and like and, and, and hyper extended his leg. And th- that's that's one thing. But then they got like, the question by Scott, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a physical game. You train hard, you play hard. This is the way it is." It's like no remorse. Like it's just like he's, he's not even like, yeah, it's unfortunate. He's just like, well, he's like that. Fuck that cunt. He got in my way. That's pretty much what he said. So both Scots are sociopaths. <laughs> like and that's that's you know, but that's a real that's a really um, big factor, I reckon, into you know some of the toughness around the Eels pack this year. I reckon that injection from a fucking maniac like that. Well, from a that different ethic from a different point of view, with Watmo retiring, and that bringing the Eels closer to the cap you yeah. could say that both got saved Parramatta well by knocking him out yeah I mean to, to be fair he's, he's, his knees were already fucked though. it's like putting a lame dog down <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> both scored that guy on the farm the yeah. when, when the dog comes home limping he's like okay get me the gun he's just he, he's just the fight but the, the, he's like the last guy in the line like you've had like you know the little kid and everything going no no I love the dog and, yeah, and the, the, the mother's like oh no and then he's just like and then finally he's limping on three legs and then he's just like going alright get me All right, stop, get stop me. crying it's not like I'm going to make you eat him yeah <laughs> um, but it, look many were in this game for most of the game uh, I, th- I think they just had a little bit of trouble executing and, and that's the experience Cherry Evans brings yeah I mean Cherry Evans is there I mean they probably you know score more tries and you know and, and they put it away when they had the chance to do it even yep. even Matty Parcell being there it was a late withdrawal even he I think would have made a difference because the way that he you know, it's the classic backup guy, and he's off off everyone's shoulder. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, those little because there was a lot of half chances, but in the end, they just ran out of gas. I think, and I mean, that's you know comes down. That was the last of that horror stretch where it was you know five games in twenty four days or something like that. So now they actually get a positively luxurious fucking what Thursday through to I think Ooh. Monday. Ooh. Positively luxurious thirteen day, or, you know, one week and a couple of days turnaround, so like nine days or something. So, um, so yeah, absolutely, they'll be fucking loving that. But I mean, like the Eels did, did well to sort of hang in there. But I was the thing that impressed me the most about um the game was that like the Eels are like you know in I'm doing air quotes on they're said to be the form or well, one of the form teams like with the Broncos like yep. at, at the moment, and like the fact is they matched it with them you know easily and well and especially in like in like the physical shit that I didn't think that they'd be able to at the, stage I was of the season like I was very like, surprised like the forwards they were matching them physically and they were smashing them and holding them like you know to within their 40 like yeah. for many many sets so and one and once and like you know three at least three of the tries were just scored off dumb shit like just dropped a ball or you know like dropped a dropped a kick at the end of a thing yeah. like you know yeah. and like when Dylan Walker jumped up and he went he should have gone the AFL sort of mark and just taken it and gone to ground but it's like he's jumped up and sort of tried to like viciously bring yeah. it back down and you know dropped it things like that and um and those tries were scored immediately immediately off them they weren't even like yeah. repeat sets so just unfortunate shit like that so i'm actually fairly comfortable with the way given the the injuries at the moment i'm fairly comfortable with the way that the guys that are there are actually going at the moment and you can definitely see that there's like a a will to win and a, like a camaraderie and things like that yep. in, in the side which i think is definitely going to bode well once they get the troops yeah. back, so as long as I mean, I'm, I'm all about you know improvement every week. Yep. With a new side and you know, new combinations, and it's definitely seeing that. And um, and finally, this fucking Gold Coast strength and conditioning guy, I'm starting, and and also the Wellman Storm defensive guy, I'm starting to see more like you know, okay, yeah, I can see they're starting yeah, to get there. Yeah. At first, I was just like, you're fucking, you're kidding me, right? They're like, 
They don't look fit. They look slow. Now they look fast. They look fit, and like the defense was like really good for the most part. And in the end, mm. it's just you just can't overcome that those uh, yeah that many five day turnarounds. But uh, now I think we've only got one one for the rest of the year now. So they got no excuse for that. They're getting proper turnarounds now, and um, yeah, onward well, upward. For Parramatta fans, it it's probably very very heartening to see that um, you know despite all the shit that's going on off field, it hasn't yet crept into their game or whether, whether they're using it as a, a motivation to, to steal themselves or not but it seems to be more of a motivational I mean think about when th- think about when it happened the storm came out and about three weeks in a row after that flog teams by 40 and like good exactly. teams so it didn't matter who it was yeah. they smashed them the, the dogs remember they got zeroed off about I want to say probably like six or seven games before yeah. the end of the season that year yeah and they came out as, and they came out and very quickly amassed point. They almost got themselves out of the spoon position. Yeah, that's right. By yeah. amassing points, they, they didn't get there in the end because they did, as the storm did. They did have a period where they dropped away, and with the doggies, it was at the end of the yep. season, so they dropped away at the very end. The storm yep. sort of smashed a few teams, dropped away a little bit, and then came back and you know made a nuisance of themselves, and would have I think made the eight. You know, based that's on a, wins, a very positive sign for Parramatta because classically they yeah. they haven't been a mentally strong team. So for yeah, you know, yeah. previously in in other seasons when a team looks to start coming back into the game. Yep. Parramatta mentally, the other the opposition was already back in the game and running over the top of them and, and it yeah. become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So uh, the fact that they can hang into these tight ones, and let's be frank, they probably went in there expecting to win that game. Easily too, uh, I think. Yeah. So, so when things didn't go 100% according to plan, for them to still still hang tough and, and get it done was a good result for them. Go <laughs> the pickle juice. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can, I can, I can, I can understand. It's just, it's just, it's, you know, it's just salty. You know, I, I guess, but it's just, it's strange. Never seen it before. Never heard it before. Reduces but, um, the amount of sexual harassment claims if you've got plausible deniability. <laughs> so, no, stop being. Stop. I'm not alluding to anything. It's literally pickles. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, what? Salty liquid in your throat. So, so you, so you, you, you didn't, uh, you didn't try and get that 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 person to, to suck your penis. <laughs> no, look, it's literally there's pickles there. <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> At Voodoo Rock, we won. Have we still got points by the time you record this ep? All coming, uh, all coming up in next week's episode of X Factor. You do. You do have your points at the moment. Then I heard something that they're saying it's like going to be like two weeks before they drop the hammer now. Make up your fucking mind, you chook raffle running bunch of cunts. At Rev Sunny 101, AIDS versus cancer at the Pillow Fortress, best possible outcome. AIDS denied two points and cancer won't keep them. Yeah, you, you hope. Shunter 86, how cruel are rugby league gods? Copyright Phil Gould. That after shit talking Todd Byrne, the turbojet turns into Tom Tabernovich. <laughs> I had to try and figure out how to pronounce that properly for him. Sam the Warden, at Sam the Warden. That was a good win, asterisk by the L's tonight. <laughs> the North Queensland Cowboys, 44 to feed the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 18 at 1300 teeth. Crowd of just shy of 15,500 up there. And the Cowboys, 44, came from a massive list. Uh, Gavin Cooper, Jonathan Thurston, doubled Justin O'Neill, Kyle Felt, Ethan Lowe, Antonio Winterstein, and Michael Morgan. Six of eight conversions to JT, and the Rabbitohs' 18 came from tries to uh, Grevesmule, Reynolds, and Burgess, Sam Burgess, and uh, Reynolds' three of three conversions. I think this game will give the Cowboys a lot of confidence. You know, if, they, if they look ac- across the results of the, the round, they're going to see the obvious front runners mm-hmm. and the, the obvious favourites themselves and the Broncos. 
yep. both put very, very big scores. Yep. And I think the fact that Brisbane did it against, you know, the obvious cellar dwellers. Yeah. And they did it against Souths, who, you know, for for all of their their shit play, still have Sam Burgess and, and Greg Inglis and had Reynolds back. Yeah. Uh, I they feel like they're them. really like fucking uh like they're blown out, man. Yeah. The Rabbitohs like yeah. It's been on the cards for a couple of weeks now where they haven't looked great, but they're fucking gone. And and it's weird because their personnel isn't that drastically different. Yeah, exactly. It's just a it's strange thing. And remember, in the, was it in the preseason? Was it late last season? Where, yeah, it was late last season where everyone, you know, they got blown out of the finals by the, by the Sharks. And everyone's like, well, you know, all the you know, uh, Madge's training techniques and everything and his style is, you know, something that's unsustainable for, like, years and years and years because, you know, Burns, you know, plays... Burns burn down, Yeah. Mm, maybe. But, and then they kind of came out at the start of the season and, and they, they look all right again. Well, they put, and, they put a huge call on the Roosters, uh, given yeah. that was, again, given that was the Roosters. But yeah, that was the Roosters. We didn't know the Roosters were the Roosters of 2016 at that time, too. Yeah, so... So, without context. But, yeah, they're, 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 they're in trouble. But it's... One thing, and, and I've never been a massive Cowboys fan. Yep. Um, Louis Karma, amongst other things, but now you know for the last couple of years I've been actively seeking out their games, and I really enjoy watching them just because they they're a textbook example of both the very very simple things of rugby league and the very very complex things of rugby league. Yep. Uh, and when you're watching with with mates or, or even with the the young fella who there, there's probably not a better team in the NRL to watch at the moment for a kid to learn from. Yep. And and they just do the simple things exceptionally well. And for mine, Tom Alolo is one of the form form forwards in the in the competition, if not the form forward. Yep. Um, just the the way they they march it up the middle. Uh, the 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 fact that Jonathan Thurston's been in that club for so long has rubbed off. Very very often with other teams, when when the offloads come and the the second phase plays on, you get three blokes in a row that are receiving the ball flat footed. Yep. But you watch the Cowboys, as soon as a ball pops out the back, yep. everyone's prepared for it, yep. everyone's in motion, and guys are running into holes. So, yep. the, you know, from, from the very, very simple stuff in the hit-ups to the the more more detailed niche stuff, they're, they're just a very, very good rugby league team. That's and confidence, you know, confidence and, and consistency in the lineups that you're fielding week in, yep. week out. I mean, all that stuff sort of, you know, meshes together and makes a good goulash. Yeah, fucking Lachlan Coot. Still not signed. Well, put it this way. If the rumours of Parramatta's punishment being eight points is true, f- fucking keep him. Yeah. Fucking cares. Exactly. I'm sure four games handicap is perfectly fine. You still, you know, could, could potentially aim for top four and, you know, with go Corey Norman, With Corey Norman going around saying, I want 1.8 million over three years. Could you ever have imagined that fucking Gandalf motherfucker trying to command <laughs> that sort of money? You think he's no fucking Corey Moses, you know, been making such outlandish fucking money, money demands. Um, and and the fact that Lachlan Coote remains unsigned for reportedly somewhere in the yeah, vicinity. Yeah, tr- tremendous interest around him. I mean, like he's going to land at someone that's going to pay for him. Yeah. Cowboys can't afford the price. That's 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 the that's the concern for those guys. Why they won't be able to keep him? But someone in Sydney's going to cough up. Mm. I think. So, uh, and get a lot of value for money too, I think. But yeah, the uh, you know Greg Inglis needs to fire. He needs to fire quickly. Fucking no, I'm loving it. I mean, maybe he might not even fire in Origin. Bring it. 
I'd, yeah, I'd love to think that. I, do, I don't know how much of a, a possibility that is. Origin just seems to bring out the best in players like him. Yeah. Uh, unless he is nursing, and again, I, ca- I can't remember, and I really should have looked it up if it's yeah. that knee or hip. Um, but if he's if he's playing at eighty percent, yeah, they'll still put him in the, the Origin side. And I mean, I'd love wouldn't you, wouldn't you love like an Origin series where he's like a liability. <laughs> and like, <laughs> look, every game New South Wales won over the last couple of years have been games where they have shut him down. Yeah, yeah, so, that's right. Uh, Michael Jennings has owned him. Yeah, a, a good few games and been owned in return. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Shane at Shane Aaron Elvis, the magician. Said, uh, "How shit are South going without me? Hey, downhill since I left Australia." Hashtag blame the X. Hashtag sorry, Redfern. R <laughs> <laughs> pop underscore schlips. Seriously, you have no idea how much enjoyment I get out of beating Souths, even shit Souths. It's weird. Like, I mean, I think you think Cowboys fans like it'd be the the ones they'd hate would be the, the Broncos. That's like the rivalry, and they haven't. Maybe they have, but I mean, like, you know, maybe the Sharks with like you know the the fuckery in the finals, yeah. you know, the referee fuckery that year. No, see, like Cowboys that. fans won't hate the Broncos because they need to hedge. No, they need to have their second team ready to go. That's it. So and they've actually had them in the finals as yes. their team in the finals for many years. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fair enough. Yeah, true. Um, Giannis Mateus. Only sp- only sports mate has the stats of how many NRL virgins were impregnated by the way the Cowboys are playing at the moment. <laughs> at more so. Well, suck me dry and call me dusty. Souths are leaking like a sieve again. So much for Sammy the saviour. <laughs> actually, shit cunts. Oh, man. It, it is, it's true, though. They, mm-hmm. they don't have... Like, a, a, a couple of the other teams have the luxury of if, if a couple of their senior players start misfiring, yeah. that other people can step up and, and fill the gap. But with Souths, the two of them... Yeah. And the problem last year with Souths was, like, yeah. yeah, like, no Sam Burgess. And then he came back. And they definitely did get a, they did get a shine, like, you know, when he came back. Yep. But... That's wore off really quickly, and he's 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 starting to you know do like yeah like the trajectory that George Burgess underwent last year. Yeah. So. So yeah. Hmm. Strange. Interesting. The Saint George Illawarra Dragons nineteen defeat the Gold Coast Titans fourteen at Hope Solo Coliseum in front of a crowd of just over twelve thousand in attendance, and the uh, Dragons nineteen points came from tries to Gareth Widdop. Khalifa Fifi Law, Jack at the Bellin, uh, with three of three conversions and a field goal, and the Titans, Ignatius Parsi, Tyrone Roberts with tries, Ash Taylor two of two conversions and a penalty goal to Roberts. This game had a moment that is probably going in my top ten all-time favourite rugby league moments, and that Still was a big call. That was Parsi's try, right in the Parsi. He gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> he crawled. <laughs> Six meters yeah. <laughs> and carried fucking man bun and urban samurai on his back, and he crawled. It it's wasn't a, a carry. Yeah, that's and that is like a that's a, like a, a moment that if you were forced to make to to say if someone put a gun to your head and said, "Look, you you manufacture, give me a scenario that would make you absolutely jizz from this game between two shit cunt sides, you've got no no stake in and no love for. What could we do to give you a moment?" To make it worth your while, and that would they that would be exactly the way. Like, there's this that would be perfectly. Oh, it was hilarious. Um, uh, you know, they, they say that you make your own luck, but the dragons were lucky on a few occasions in this game. Yeah. Think, I think the goal was very like, dumb at times. You know, they should have won this game. Yeah, but yeah, I think you, you can't defend a, a ball off a goalpost. Yeah, 
there's things that you, you, you cannot defend against that. Um, the interesting thing will be, I, I think this game will have con- continuing trajectory for both of the teams. If, if you were the Dragons, yeah, this is probably the best possible outcome for you, realistic outcome, from a three-week Queensland road trip, is to have the Titans last, yep. finish it with a win. Uh, you're only as good as your last game, so the two zero-point shellackings in the previous weeks... You're saying they're all forgotten? I reckon, I reckon they're close too. Gee, they um, want to fucking roofie the entire side to get that going. Another <laughs> <laughs> like hypnotherapy or something. Um, <laughs> they use like a strength and conditioning re- <laughs> performance. But if, if any, I think that the, the Titans may, and I, you know, this is just a hypothesis, may have gone into this game a little bit cocky after seeing what was done to the Dragons and how they performed yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, they obviously would have prepared for the game, but the the, the Dragons did improve and on the yep. subject of all you can hope for is improvement week on week yep um, there's certainly some stuff there for them to build on yeah like I'm talking to a loss I think they should have still won this game I mean Dragon fans like they were not, not saying it was their grand final but they, they were loving the fucking like it was like you know we're back kind of thing but I thought that it was just some really stupid stupid options at times from the Titans that uh, and I guess inexperienced often that, that that cost them the the entire game. I mean, they, I I still think they probably should have won this game. So I, uh, it's not starting this slide for the Titans, I don't think. But it is one of those textbook types of games where you know the willingness can be there, but yeah. you know the the lack of experience or the dumb options and things like that can kill your game. And that sort of thing, if it happens too often, then it can you know obviously. But that's a, I think it was you. You made a very good point last week or the week before that the Titans need to start doing more than just having valiant defeats. Yeah, yeah. and they've they've moving from that territory of having valiant defeats to just losing games. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they need to prevent really. And the Dragons. It's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, they were they were given a lot of these things on a platter, but you know, you can you can't you can't deny that the the effort and the commitment was certainly far better than what they've shown in Queensland, uh, else uh, mm. other times this month. Yep. Um, Giannis and Mateus, given how long it's been, the relief from Dragons fans scoring could have almost filled hope solo. I repeat, almost. <laughs> Uh, at H Dragons fan, a team that in round seven scores fifty percent of their previous six games worth of tries, surely they deserve the entertainers tag. <laughs> uh, Devonhead, real questions would have been asked if a footy side went to the Gold Coast and failed to find any white lines. Uh, danger underscore anger. This is a quote from Braith and Asta, the call of the Foxtel game. Yeah, the Titans don't have many X factors. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where are we the Warriors 24 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 20 over in New Zealand Westpac Stadium crowd of just over 18,000 great crowd the Warriors 24 came from tries to Fusatua Wright Lollahaya and a double to Blakey Ashford uh, Sean Johnson 2 of 5 conversions really kept the doggies in the game the doggies had a double to Sam Perrett a double to Kerrit Holland and Kerrit Holland 2 of 4 conversions we almost freaked out for a minute. I I watched this game on replay. Yeah. I uh, was checking the score, the live score on Sports Mate. Yeah. I actually thought I was in the Matrix for a second, and it was one of those glitches. Ashford <laughs> scored twice. Yeah. Ashford is on fucking fire. Three tries in the last two games. Right. He's a machine. Get him in your supercoach side. Get on him. Yeah. Could could be a, a little bit to do with the fact that he's playing outside Sean Johnson. Yeah. Um, you know, and and realistically. 
Stephen Hawking could be there. And so what are you saying? Are you saying that being on the outside of Sean Johnson is more profitable for an outside back than being on the outside of Robson as, as he was in his Cronulla career? Is that what you're telling me? Surely you jest. <laughs> Stephen Hawking could be there and his wheelchair could be out of batteries and he would have scored three tries in two games. Uh, but Sean Johnson has you know, picked up the pace on his season. Yep. And, and if he continues at this rate, he will be in that unstoppable, magical Sean Johnson form again by by the origin break. At the right time, um, yeah. At the right time. Unfortunately, he's not going to have uh, RTS backing him up or, yep. or taking any focus of him, yep. which is a cruel, cruel, cruel blow um, to Warriors fans. It's a shitty thing to say, but... But when a, a expensive, exciting player goes down, it, it hurts more than, than say, losing a, a prop or, or Paul Gallon. Yep. Um, but it it's one of those things, and it wasn't even as if it was a, an impact that did it. It was one of those runs where it was you know almost a sniper. Yep. Uh, that you just pulled up and, and something was immediately wrong. So you you really hope that that he gets back on the field. Uh, I I think it was I think it was the Perm that said on Twitter this week that you know. It'd be very interesting to see, and and sad if it hurts it, but what it does to his ability coming back. Because it's his thing is you know teleporting with massive steps. And, yeah, yeah, you know, stuff that crushes knees. It's they're not you know. Yeah, exactly. So, and and there's been more than one player that that talks about coming back from from that sort of injury. Yeah, saying that you you never trust it again. Yep. And the pain was bad enough that you're hesitant every time you go to to really I, put any force on I it. Rem- so. I remember when I did my medial probably 2009 and obviously not being like an athlete I didn't have surgery or anything just sort of you know like it took about a year to before it felt yeah okay again but even then like doing like you know squats and stuff like that still it took so long just the thing like I'm not going any deeper than that because like who fucking you know, yeah? It could, it could just go, you know, because I yeah. can feel I can feel yeah. the strain, and I don't I don't yeah you, know, you just you do, and I mean it took it took like probably two three years of like oh, fuck you know, and you still and every time you feel like a little twinge something you go like, fuck I, I hate yeah, to be like it's with, with an ACL which is far a far more serious injury, yep. and being in a profession to you know your you know running and lateral movement and yes. things like that are dependent upon you know I, mentally it would just fuck you around so much yeah. I've, Mate, I know that feeling, like even because I've, I've done one as well. Not yeah. the ACL, but you know, carrying something heavy down a set of stairs. Yeah. And yeah. you just get that momentary oh, and yeah. it, it's a horrible feeling. So for, for him to come back from that, you just hope that that he reaches some some of the uh, ability that he's had. Yeah. But uh, the, the dogs are, are an interesting package this year. Interesting in terms. Very of- interesting in in terms of I, I don't know how I feel about them. And their performances, because I know what they're capable of. Yeah, but only every other week. Yeah. So this um, week, they're gonna they're, they're gonna absolutely just rumble fuck their it, enemies. But uh, yeah, this oh, game, I was fucking positive they were gonna win this game, mm. like zero doubts. But they they're struggling to put it together two weeks in a row. Um, you know the the positives out of this one, even in a loss, Hopper Junior's looking much more comfortable every single week. Yep, and and it's an advantage for them to have have somebody in their number one uh, who's so confident playing the ball. 
Yep. Uh, he he's throwing some very very nice passes out wide, and and he doesn't have the kicking game that a, a full time half would have. Uh, but he's a genuine option for them in attack, which is a positive thing. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to pinpoint what the dogs did wrong. It wasn't one thing or, or an obvious thing that was lacking. Uh, I still think that when the Bulldogs try to take on teams in places that aren't their strong point, yep. you know, if, if they try to play the Warriors style of game against the Warriors, that's what's letting them down. Um, but like you said, they, they're going to come out absolutely shellac whoever they've got this week. Okay, um, the base chapo. Blake Ashford scored a double against the Bulldogs. Blake fucking Ashford hash dumps the fire. <laughs> At Jan 17, which is uh, J-A-A-H-H-N-N 17. Ashford scored two and made a match-winning try-saver. Hashtag Sharks released the goat. <laughs> Eat a bag of goat dicks. <laughs> At GT351 underscore Johns. Was hoping to see some diamonds from my team. We got a bucket of rocks instead. Oh, well, maybe next week. So philosophical about it all. At Nathan L. Webb at 1980. Wright and Ashford making Bulldogs look like a team full of Wrights and Ashfords. <laughs> and uh, finally, at Davey Salter. How can we be considered for the premiership at all when we let Blake Ashford score a double? Ash <laughs> X Factor. <laughs> oh, he had the X Factor, all right. Uh, moving to Saturday evening, the Brisbane Broncos 53 defeated the Newcastle Knights nil by a crowd of just under 30,500. The Broncos came from hat trick to Corey Oates, hat trick to Anthony Milford, double to Kahu, and uh, contributing tries from uh, Ben Hunt and uh, Joe Offengowie. Uh, where we got here for conversions? Two of five for Corey Parker, three of five for Jordan Kahu, a penalty goal for Corey Parker, and a field goal for Anthony Milford. And Knights, sweet fuck all. <laughs> boop, boop. Yeah, the, the result of this one was never in any sort of doubt yep. whatsoever. Um, if you did not win money on this game in some form or another, then you are either you either weren't gambling stupid. or you're an absolute fucking degenerate. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, or, or you just have self control, and I applaud you for that. <laughs> Not playing with your family's livelihood, but <laughs> for you know, allowing you know for for guaranteeing the possibility that your children will be eating <laughs> eating food that doesn't come out of tins. <laughs> the thing I like most about this game was the fact: finally, 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 we got to see Brisbane open up. And it's what we've been saying, you know, the whole yeah, it, whole season. It's it's probably a, a mix of fear and respect for for Wayne's very conservative style of football that it took until they were probably twenty four points up uh, before it started, and it was Anthony Milford that that really said, "Okay, well, well we're out here. We've got this." Yep. Uh, instead of because there was every possibility they were going to come back in that second half. Run five very simple tackles, kick it dead, keep pressure on. Um, but it, it was Milford that really stepped the energy up to the next level and the team went with him. Um, but if I had to, to pick a, a moment out of that game, it was James Roberts finally remembering he's fast. Yeah. And when he beat two players and he went around the outside of them, dance with the touchline, mm-hmm. and the, the fact that it took till they were out to... An, uh, an insurmountable lead. They actually chanced it a bit. For him yeah. to chance it. Um, hopefully he's just got a sniff of, of what that feels like. 
because you can imagine that if you if you tried that in a game where they were ahead by by six points, yep. and he got bundled into touch, yep. you you wouldn't want to show your face. Well, Wayne would have you know, family yeah. members killed. Yeah, it's, yeah. It'd, it'd be horrible. Um, but but the really, a, I, th- I think this may be the the turning point and and let the Broncos really really start showing what they're capable of and, and start putting more teams away. Uh, and again, only the very, very best of the teams in the competition will be able to beat them this year. The the only teams that will beat the Broncos are absolutely clinical, professional teams full of incredible human beings. Provided they can maintain the, this sort of level. I mean, I don't think teams can maintain this level all season. There's going to be a dip. It's just a matter for them as a... Uh, where it where the dip happens. I mean, you know, a good coach and good strength and conditioning staff and everything will almost, you know, invite them to you know, have a period of, of less lesser yeah. you know, performance, maybe over the origin period because they expect well, to lose people and I was gonna say we, we may see um I'm not familiar with who they've got coming through this year actually, but but we may see for the first time in a little while Origin actually starting to hurt the Broncos again because mm-hmm. 'cause they're gonna lose their fullback couple of forwards yeah there's the, the, um, yeah they're going to keep Milford though because of his misbehaviour yep but um yeah yeah so. we'll see but I mean I think yeah, they certainly built a buffer that can withstand uh, the origin period no problem um the biggest tiger wow the, the Broncos beat the Knights 53 nil. I can't wait till we play the Knights oh <laughs> referring of course to the Tigers lost last week to the Knights <laughs> Uh, the Green Machine Pod at a Green Machine Pod, and that is our uh, good friend of the show, Solzy, uh, in his uh, Canberra Raiders podcast. I just saw that Milford kicked a field goal when they're up fifty-two nil. Hashtag what a cunt. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> at Sawazi, with every loss, I ask myself why I bother living. Hashtag hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> at Adam underscore Park nineteen ninety-three. The Knights had about as much chance of getting up as Alex McKinnon. <laughs> Ash, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> At Mr. Wars, Mr. Underscore Wars, Corey Oates is welcome to every hole on my girlfriend's body. I'll cup his balls and shout encouragement. <laughs> Hashtag goats. <laughs> <coughs> as if I wasn't putting that tweet in. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, I'd, 40. I'd sorry, just like go. to put it out yeah. there that Sam's girlfriend does not have Twitter and will never get Twitter. Oh, not on his watch. Like, and she can't. She must never. Yeah, and, yeah. She's a lovely lady. Well, if she does... Well, she is. But if she if she gets Twitter, she'll never know what his account is or what, or he'll have to set up, like, a... You know, a lollipop a, ste- a, a sterile one that follows, like, you know, you and me and, like, you know, like pe- real-life people but stays away from, like, the massive grunt. You know what I mean? <laughs> And he'll have to, you know, be like, never, ever, you know, link the other account to the... <laughs> Don't follow it. It just doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, Cronulla Southern Sharks, 40. Defeated the Canberra Raiders, 16 at GIO. Just under 13,000 in attendance. And the uh, Sharkies scored a double to Ben Barber. Maloney, Bird, Bakuya, Holmes and Pryor also with tries. Maloney, 6 of 7 conversions. And the Raiders, 16, came from tries to Baptiste, Rapana and Caesar. Jared Croker, 2 of 3 conversions. Mm. Yeah, it's, I'd, I'd like to say that you know you can blame things like Austin not being in there for the for the loss, but the Raiders showed this year that they played some of their best footy when mm-hmm. when he wasn't on. The, you know, yep. everyone expected them to, to drop those games, they didn't, and they they still put on eighteen points. Sixteen, yeah. Ah, uh, sorry, sixteen points. Yep. Which which isn't a, a great showing, but but it's not a show, uh, being held to zero. Yeah. I think the difference in this game, if you look across the field at the Sharks, 
80% of those players, when you watch them playing, 80% of them look like 16-year-old kids that have been given the day off school to go play footy. Yeah. Like those days when you used to get a, a round-robin yep. carnival, yep. and it was a guaranteed day off, yep. and it was just fun all day. Yep. And it, it's a cliche, and you hear it on the TV all the time, and the commentators love it, uh, but they say that, okay, he really looks like he's enjoying the, his footy, and I think James Maloney's a big reason for that. Yep. He is a kid in a candy store every time he gets on a footy field. Yep. Um, even one game I saw him where he just got absolutely annihilated every time he ran the ball, like was just getting monstered. Yeah. Came off joking about it with Freddie. Yeah. About about how good the hits were. Yeah. Um, and, and that's made a very big difference to their attitude and how they're approaching games. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and everyone just seems to be a touch more professional in the Sharks' outfit this year. Um, their back line impressed again. Valentine um, Holmes has got even more pace than I thought he did. There was yeah. one of them chasing down a, um, one of the Raiders. I, I think that's got to try on it, but that was, that was the break I'm talking about. But he's just ridiculously, almost, almost Robert's quick. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think they're at a nice level where they can still still build on it. Uh, but uh, they're, they're really looking at as genuine contenders. Till they yeah, get to the and the Raiders, and this is unfortunately this is the this is the what you know I expected to see from the Raiders earlier than this in the season. Uh, big test for them next week to see how they back up, or this weekend I should say, to see how they back up because this is kind of the Raiders. Yeah. This is last year, this is the promising Raiders where they they do some things to give some hope, and then uh, <coughs> you know the wheels fall off, and uh, you know I don't think Ricky Stewart is the coach that pulls teams out of holes. Oh, he doesn't. See, yeah. He just seems to be such a sour cunt. I, I can't see him. He's being the upbeat guy behind. You know what I mean? Like the morale builder. I'm. I'm surprised at how much he gives it to his team in the press conference. Yeah. Like other coaches That's will get out say, there yeah. and say, you know, we can't hold our head up high today, or I'm sure. Yeah, you know, we were all disappointed with our effort today. Yeah. On one level, I like the fact that he's not completely delusional, like uh, like Jason Taylor. Yeah, that's fine. Lost, but but there, there is that whole philosophy of. You know, it's generally accepted common practice that if you need to give somebody a boxing in the workplace, you don't do it in front of twenty other staff. Yeah, or in front of which slightly translates media. into yeah, yeah, anyone that happens to pick up any one of the country's publications. Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, I, it's almost as if he's saying, well, you know what, I gave them the perfect game plan, and if they executed that game plan, we would have won this won. game. But you know, it's not my fault. This shit. Yeah, it's um, mm-hmm. yeah. At M51 Avoider, why is Ricky Stewart still thought of as a good coach? He's done fuck all since riding the coattails of Gould and Murray. I agree. Fair point. I agree 100%. Yep. Uh, Murray was very unfairly uh, shafted out of the club and Ricky you know, picked up the benefit of that immediately. And, I mean, he was... I remember he was undefeated for, like, a long time, sort of in the, in the lower grades and you know, yeah. very, very successful in terms of winning comps and everything and, uh, before he moved up to first grade. But... He's first. I mean, he's fairly unhappy over the last, you know, decent while now. Yeah, decade. Yeah. Talking. So, yeah, I mean, Brian Smith, Mark too. Minibus. Troy underscore seventy nine. Absolute pass. Seventy six points conceded in two games this year. Promised so much, but once again delivering so little. Uh, Eddie PJ. Bad loss. But at least a friendly Sharks fan gave me a bag of something to snack on after the game. Caught in the throat a bit. Special K Online. T 
team of destiny back at it again and you clunes laughed at me when I voted Matt Pryor for player of the year last year. Yeah, because last year he was fucked and you were doing it trying to be a troll. This year he's playing better and I mean you you won't vote him to be best player. You'll probably fucking get on Maloney or someone, so fuck up, Kay. Uh Adrian underscore Maitland. The Raiders are like an old pet dog. Can still do tricks and you love him, but he's mangy and shits on the carpet. <laughs> Hashtag too much green blood. Sunday afternoon, the Melbourne Storm 19 defeated West Tigers 18 at Leichhardt Oval in front of a crowd of just over 9,000. The Storm scored tries uh, through a double to Vunivalu. Kronk and Corabetti also with tries. Diabolical kicking performance. Cameron Smith won a four conversions and missed with his only attempt at penalty goal. Uh, Cooper Kronk with the crucial field goal. Tigers tries to add O'Carr, Luke Brooks, Kevin DeGarma and... Uh, their conversion, their kicking wasn't great either. Jordan Rankin, one of three conversions, two of two penalty goals, and uh, a bunch of missed field goals, and one of them absolutely fucking diabolical. You know who wins this game for the Tigers? Anyone? Paddy fucking good? Richards. Oh yeah, he, he didn't need, he didn't need that fucking golden Ben Hunt esque yeah. le- level of field goal where he's kicking it from like you know twenty meters out from right in front. He didn't, he didn't need that shit. He needs 45 metres out in the touchline. Exactly. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the contrasting things about these teams, the, the Tigers are are a team full of, you know, genuine starters who are full of potential and show what they can do earlier in the year. Yep. I don't think this is a very disappointing result for the Storm. From, from the level of previous Storm teams of previous years... Yes, you can look and say that they're not up to that standard and they're not up to to what they've they've achieved previously. But if you look across the the league for any other team that has such a, a young group of players coming together, you know, early in their, their careers of playing together. Yeah. It's it's been the Smith and Cronk show that have kept those team in what are they now, equal second. Yeah. You look at, at teams like Manly, yep. who are in a very similar position, fresh team, new players, yep. new positions, uh, and while they're putting on 90% of what they should be, they're not closing out games. Yep. The experience of, of Cronk and Smith is, is really what's keeping Moen up there. The the second week in a row, James Tedesco went off for a, con- a concussion test. Gee, you got fucking smashed, though. And came back out. Yeah. You know, it... And I mean, it's not like Liam Fulton where he fucking trips on a blade of grass and gets concussed. <laughs> like, if fuck, he got absolutely fucking smashed. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I saw Nathan Brown talking about it in, in an article today. It is very interesting to me, and, and I said the last time it happened, how, you know, the Knights are, are abiding by these rules and they ended yep. up having one player on their bench. Yep. But two weeks in a row, arguably or, or not the best player in that West Tigers team, has found a way to get back gets out Gets concussed. Field. Yeah. And it wasn't a slight head knock or a small one. They yeah. were very big hits. Yep. Absolutely dropped. And he's come back out into the field. Yep. You know, it's it's something that I think really, really should be looked at. And I think people of the West Tigers should should really be held accountable. Um, there, there has to be medical professionals who could give a professional opinion and say, yep. after that sort of impact it is highly unlikely that that player would have returned to the field. Mm-hmm. And I would assume there's something going on. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't a pretty game by, by any stretch of the imagination, but the experience won out in the end. 
Yeah, and Storm, like, Kronk was fucking diabolical for, like, like some of the fucking options. Like, mm-hmm. the passing was, like, you know, intercept, like, just fucking awful. Just awful. Yeah. Like, the, the shit they were doing was so bad. It was one of the most unstorm games I've ever seen. Thankfully for the, you know, for, lucky for them, they lifted the time that the Tigers did their usual, you know, just before halftime, just after halftime, going back Fail, to the shell yeah. thing. But, um, the, you know, this was one of the, the bad field goalathons. But that, that's, a, I guess, the sign of a good player. Even when you're having an off day yourself, yep. still having enough of a head to somehow pull it together when you need to. Yeah, oh, and let's, uh, you know, let's face it, I mean, he's, he's great at the, you know, fairly long-range clutch field goals. Yep. I mean, it's out of affection. I, what I what I uh, I don't see here is that uh, we, we don't we didn't get a Cameron Smith stat for a missed field goal here. When remember from dummy half was it? Oh, uh, yeah, it's so, like a slung yeah. to the ground and he sort of just like grubbed it under yeah. like a soccer goal. Is that the fuck was that? That was awful, but not as awful as Moses missing from pretty much in front, like twenty meters out, like maybe closer, wasn't it? Oh, it's was pretty. It was pretty. It was about as good as you'd want to get it. No, in good position I'll, as you want to get it. I reckon. I argue that because actually, and I actually, I really Brooks's was first, I mean, Brooks's was closer, and he was actually, you know, he was sort of out like fifteen meters in from touch, and you yeah, know, sort of about thirty yeah. meters out, and it looked good, and then it sort of, you know, and he faded it. Yeah, got a bit of fade he on it. And, yeah. yeah. Um, on that though, with that one, I I really like that camera angle they went to. Yeah. As soon as he's kicked the field goal, it was perfect. They've you snapped see the, it behind the post. Seen the boomerang um, angle, and yeah, it was great. Yeah, that that's fantastic, but. Oh, you know, it, it's the same argument you would have had if this went into uh, golden points in a final series. Oh, it's not fair, or this, or that, or whatever. Oh, I don't care about the fairness. Um, it's like, it's in decline. I mean, it's, it just is. It's not fair, or it's good. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. Yeah. Just like the sun comes up every day. <laughs> <laughs> the sun comes up, the tigers go down. It's just it's one of those laws of life. GJ McDonough. And I mean, I'm challenging him to actually, you know, send us a send us a sound file. This said nine thousand at Leichhardt Oval, and the Wayne Pierce song was awful. He's a hash Wayne Pierce Hill in decline. I want someone to sing us a few bars of that Wayne Pierce song because I got I, I didn't yeah. hear it. I've got no concept of what it is. But I need to know. Uh, at Cassidy Aiden, go the storm. Cooper Cronk, the best clutch kick in the game. Where's your run TMB now, Tigers fans? So hashtag sinew skeleton. So I did a tweet afterwards that said, you know, obviously the, the famous Cooper Cronk thing is, you know, from his um, you know, his website where he's got all these ridiculously fucking ornate quotes about his life and you know, talking about, you know, the sinews in alignment and all this. So I think I did a tweet saying, you know, the sinews in alignment and then Luke Brooks has the sinews of a skeleton. And so that's where that came from. Uh Stuart Marler. That was like having Scarlett Johansson in your hotel room and tripping over on the way to bed. Hash can't get the job done. Mm. One eyed tiger underscore. A loss in Golden Point is still a loss, and that's five in a row. So without further ado, hashtag Tigers in decline with the five replacing the S as we're doing this. Mm. For a Tigers fan to do that, it's just it's 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 heart heart wrenching. For Tigers fans, not for me, it's hilarious. So is it now going to be Tigers in decline with a six replacing the D? Well, next year will be. Or is this five years? This is the five. Oh, this, okay. this is this is the five peak. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. This is this is like you know the most, the most dominant hashtag in the history of the show. <laughs> At more so, fuck me. What's it take for Tigers in decline to actually win a game? Fucking shit, cunts. May as well be the Teddy Tedesco's. <laughs> They'd be very successful, I think. Uh, the biggest tiger. I wait all week for the West Tigers game, then spend the whole time wishing the siren would go. I know that feeling. I remember feeling like that in two thousand four, two thousand five. At Tall Hayden. 
The Storm are the dirtiest cunts I've ever seen. I've been to Sefton Playhouse. Oh, I mean, you, that's, that's, that sounds libelous to the Sefton, Sefton Playhouse. I mean, if they're listening. <laughs> Penrith Panthers, 20. The feet of the Sydney Roosters, 16. Monday night footbitch, a crowd of just over 10,000 in not great conditions at Allianz. Uh, Panthers, 20, came from tries. 2, DWZ, Martin and Blake. Soured, perfect. Three of three conversions and a penalty goal, not to mention the rest of his amazing kicking game for the, the game. And uh, the Roosters, a double to Mitchell. Blake Ferguson also fingered his way to a try and Jackson Hastings, two of three conversions. Yeah, it was another nervous one. It's not yeah. a nice feeling getting to five minutes left, being down by four points. It is not a fucking nice feeling and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it's got a habit of, you know, making... Uh, Making your own trouble there. I need an NRL team safe word where they just stop fucking me. Oak. (laughs) (laughs) Have a milkshake. (laughs) Um, You're right. Jamie Soward was was the difference in this one. And and whilst I would have loved to have had the Roosters three weeks ago when when we probably could have put 30 points on them, it would would have definitely helped their four and against. Um, It was nice to see that we could get a win out against a team that's on an upward trajectory that, yep. that have found a little bit of heart again uh, and and a lot of people give Jamie Sow a lot of shit and, and I've I've been and critical. he deserves it for most of, you know nine times out of ten he deserves it I mean he's a very very hateable and punchable character mm. but I mean you never can't be, never been run down by Bo Scott though as an interesting fact um, but well they kind of played together one thing yeah even at training never run down by him and Bo oh, Scott was in I'm, his prime. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Bo Scott tackled him from behind and actually ended his career at the Dragons. <laughs> That's what he does. No fucks given either. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, I did it. What? What? <laughs> you wanted to run a duel next, do you? <laughs> he sees a special needs kid wearing headgear in the street, loses it, and just tackles him. He's like dude, dude in prison, just walking around, just like just, just eyeballing everyone. Like, going, what? <laughs> Stay out of my fucking way. <laughs> shanks people in front of him at lunchtime <laughs> steps one step closer um but it, it's it's an interesting thing that there often tends to be that opinion out there that professional sports people play you know maybe three years of a career mm-hmm. and then they reach a plateau and then that's them and jamie sow is a very good example of a senior player who had enough self-awareness to realize that he wasn't up to where he should be and a long way from where he should be and has definitely put effort in to, to get to a different level than where he's been. I think he's a different player than he has been previously when he's been at his peak. Um, but his control of that game last night... At the crucial period too, like yes. the last 20 minutes and everything, that was the difference because the Roosters were, you know, they were in it up to their eyeballs. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the Roosters played a very, very smart game of football, I thought, against us. Uh, they Their plan was obviously to go and wear out our right side uh, in defence, our right side attack in defence, uh, and and Brycey made a lot of tackles, mm-hmm. and he's that sort of player that if somebody is is two men out from him, yep. he's gonna go in and get involved, yeah. you know, and and he's going to to throw himself at pace and miss tackles yeah. and and do that sort of thing. He's that sort of player, but the. The fact that he was kept quiet in attack because of his workload in defence, and we had other options. Uh, I I think Peachy's been been underused, underutilised yeah. as well this year, and him getting into the game a little bit more. Um, 
there was a sniff of rest fault about the disallowed, disallowed uh, Moylan try. Careful, Josh. Um, ah, oh. wait. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that uh, it it's a fifty fifty call. When they go against you, they're diabolical, and, and when they work in your favour, it's fantastic. But but again, in almost a similar fashion to Parramatta, um, Penrith teams of, of old would have crumbled mentally yeah. under these. Uh, and and the fact that everyone got behind Jamie, he wasn't out there by himself, yeah. you know, kicking away, and then didn't have the effort elsewhere. Yep. Uh, everybody did rally behind him, and, and it looks like he has the respect of the rest of the team, which is the most important thing for a your playmaker, but b one of your senior players to have. So um, the, we need we need to shore up our toughness in the middle of the field if we if we're not going to end up eating bags of dicks. Next week, <laughs> going forward. Um, yeah. it, and again, I, I don't know what it is. Whether it's a size issue, and believe me, I know about size issues. But you know, in in the middle of the park, teams seem to be making very, very, very easy meters against us. Yeah. And, and coming up against somebody like Cronulla this week, we really need to do something about that. Okay, uh, Sam Vershaw thirteen, Dylan Napper, the one hit fucking wonder. Hashtag proving redheads are still fucked. Hashtag cockadoodle do. Hashtag you mean any cockle do. Mitch Dawe, 13. Every pathetic Sydney Roosters performance just further sets up the inevitable Mitchell Pearce redemption storyline. Hashtag kill me now. No, thank you. I did see a fucking vomit-worthy mm. photo someone posted of Mitchie today. Yeah. Sitting by a lake looking like he's doing some art. Yeah. Yeah. Learning his lesson. Very fucking tranquil. Fuck dogs. At Shutter86, just squeaked out a win. Must improve or ask ourselves, how do we like our dicks? <laughs> I'm glad someone's carrying on the Hiku Haiku thing now that he's not a man oh, anymore. He's a great man. Arpopsh underscore. Talk about being torn. I love watching Soward fuck up, but uh, give away a penalty and then get run over for a try. But it was sticky fingers. Yeah, that was unfortunate. And Soward was fairly philosophical about that as well, you know, like took all the blame for it and as, he, as he should have because it was, it was on him. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know. Took the blame, moved on, and uh, then finished up, obviously, with a dominant kicking performance that probably drove, you know, was the the driving factor. Which is, again, previous years, that happens to Sowie, it head fucks him for the rest of the game. Yeah. You know, he's down on himself, and he's in a negative headspace, and and it ruins him, so kudos. Yep. Previews. Friday night football. The Brisbane Broncos take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Of course it's Friday night. What other night would these two teams play on? <laughs> Look, the Rabbitohs are fucked at the moment. I mean, Inglis can probably get himself up for this game, you know, with his origin teammates in some cases, and it's coming up to his origin taper if it's ever going to happen. But, I'm, and it's not going to be 53, 53 to nil, of course, but I think the Broncos have got this, like, by 20... I think with very little trouble. I think South are in a terrible space mentally and uh, everything else at the moment, and I I don't think they're going to yeah. dig out. I don't think they're going to dig it out this week. Agreed. Um, I'll be there to watch this one. Yep. Don't contact me at all, any of you fucking deviates, because I'll have my nine-year-old with him, with me, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Have to explain to him what uh, circle jerking is, but no, I, I think Brisbane will do this and do it very comfortably. Yep, that's one of the one of the reasons I'm taking him to this game is because I think it'll be very entertaining and have a lot of tries scored in it. So, <laughs> um, Brisbane by twelve plus and 
Wayne. Cor- Corey, Corey Hatch first try scorer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and, uh, and Anthony Milford try any time. <laughs> God. Canterbury Banks Town Bulldogs versus the Gold Coast Titans. ANZ Stadium, Saturday afternoon. Okay, so it's the off week, so it's a, so it means it's the on week for the doggies. Yep. In terms of form, yep. So they're going to come out, be amazing, and have this brick wall of defence. Gold Coast Titans suffered disappointment last week, some stupid options, costing them a you know a win that they could very easily have got against the Dragons. <sighs> Away from home, it's a doggies on week, so I'm going to go doggies. Look, I think even if it wasn't the doggies on week, if, even if they they put in the sort of performance they put in against the Warriors, I still think that'd get them home against the Titans. Yeah, maybe. I mean, only the Titans against you know with the game they played though. I think Titans at their best, you know, in quotes of what we've seen this year so far. Titans at their best. We'll probably get a bad doggy side, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I think doggies on this one. Canberra Raiders take on the West Tigers down at GIO Saturday evening. As my good friend Mr. Wars says, Canberra in Canberra is not a thing yet. Not yet. Not cold enough. So, um... I think with the the style of football West are playing with their running game, um, unless the multiple concussions week in week out are affecting James Tedesco and how many people he sees in front of him, yeah, uh, I think that style of football is very well suited to beat a team like Canberra. I think so too. Uh, who who don't have a lot of size and pace out wide, uh, and they showed last week that even without Woodsy, they they still had a solid forwards performance. It wasn't earth shattering. Yep. Um, but I think put that in the the Tigers will be too strong for Canberra. The Tigers, based on on last week's form up against Canberra's, I mean they'll you know that that would win it for them. I mean they they did some good things. Unless is uh, is Austin named? Uh, no, no, he's not. Not at all. Not even on an extended bench. Thank so you, no. sports mate. Okay, uh, North Queensland Cowboys take on the Parramatta Eels up at thirteen hundred teeth. This is the first time the Parramatta Eels have played outside of Sydney all year, I believe. Mm. Yeah, this is going to be a very, very entertaining match, I, I think, uh, and and probably a battle of wills as, as much as it is going to be a physical battle. I get the feeling that North Queensland are just too polished a team and have been playing at this level for for too long, as in a, a top-ranked team. And it's a much better Cowboys side, uh, form-wise, that, um, than they were when they first met this season, where... Parramatta were the, the beneficiary of that were the new, very, yeah, very, very poor, very poor Cowboys performance down there. Uh, I think that also would be you know, prove a motivating factor for the Cowboys as well. And um, but you know, self self belief can go a long way, uh, and I think Parramatta will go up there with with every intention that that they can win and, and win convincingly. Yeah. Uh, I, I again really, really just think the the Cowboys and and the way their players think about the game yep. instead of just running through plays and. And trying to get to, to set plays will be the difference here. Yep, and like Manly created plenty of op- opportunity for themselves last week against the Eels. The Cowboys, they'll fucking the, you know the door opens a crack and they'll kick it in. Yeah, no problem. Um, Cronulla Southern Sharks take on the Penrith Panthers at Reclaim Australia Stadium, <laughs> Reclaim Australia Stadium in the Shire, of course. Uh, um, look, just running off last week's form, I have to tip the Sharks here. Sharkies roll right through the middle. Yeah, and, and that's that's where I've got a lot of concerns. It's a big advantage there. I mean, you know, there's no, there's not a sizable advantage out wide or anything. I think. I mean, you know, you guys have got some good players. Yep. That have been going very well at the moment. But man, I've got this feeling about the Sharkies yeah. running through the middle and just and the edges as well. 
you know, with your Wade Graham and you know, Paul yeah. Gallon, you know, attacks. And and the speed, you you got Barber sniffing around the middle there for, yeah. for any sort of loose ball. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's very realistic from you to say so, but I think you're, I think you're, you're looking looking at uh, down the barrel of a defeat. Yeah. Anzac Day, get a couple of ga- a couple of games for Anzac Day, and uh, the first of which is uh, two p.m. and it's the Newcastle Knights take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls at Hunter Stadium. Yeah, give me an interesting name. Yeah. Uh, Matt Parcell has been named as it is my, to my knowledge, who's he playing? Has no fucking number, chance. Who's playing in your number two? The curse, Braden William. But that's not even the most concerning player for me. Number fifteen. Adam Fenua Blake, former Dragons player, lost his position at the St. George Illawarra Dragons after kicking the shit out of his girlfriend. He then, uh, you know, had to go through the court system and punished for it, and now he's come back. And so, quite frankly, if Manly want to keep picking that guy, they can fucking lose every week. Yeah, that's... Um... Fenua Blake Karma. My stance on the domestic violence does not minimise or nullify when it's my own team. Uh, in fact, it's probably fucking harsher because uh, I just I refuse to you know accept that kind of thing. Um, I don't pity the manly digi because he's getting paid to do his job, but he's getting his fucking cop in it, rightfully so. And um, I'm hoping the fans can, you know, their voices will be heard. Nothing will happen as a result of it. But uh, look, I've know. I've seen this in in another sport. There was a a guy in in soccer in England who. <laughs> I can't remember if it was domestic violence or sexual assault um, of a young lady. Uh, served his time, came out, and was looking like he was going to be offered a, a contract at a club. Yeah. And the outcry from fans was so massive. I think that was even like players though too, wasn't it? Like players were like, no, fuck this guy. I'd, I'd read that it was fans. Yeah. It, it was soccer. I, yeah. I fell asleep halfway through the yeah, article. Exactly. But, um, you moved on to more interesting look, things like you know bird watching. It, it is possible. And people do have a voice. One thing I would say is it's all good and well to be taking the piss and, and swearing around when you're talking to people in and around the Twill Nation. Yeah. But if you're going to to talk about these issues at club level, yep. the more respectful you keep it, oh, yeah, the, 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 the louder thing, your yeah. voice is heard. Yep. So I encourage everyone in the Twill Nation to make their displeasure shown uh, to the Manly Club. And once again... Massive, massive uh, credit to the uh, to the Manly fans and not the ones that just listen to this show, but Manly fans in general because it's almost universal. What the fuck is that guy doing on our side? Yeah, and that never happens in any other club. Yep, Manly fans are the, the only fan base I've seen that are so fucking like do not give a fuck about <laughs> telling telling them how it is that they just you know refuse. To, I mean, yeah. you know the kind of the kind of outcry that the Cowboys never fucking undertook. Yeah, spot never. on. I mean, you had you know you have your isolated fans and everything, and they're kind of like, oh, but you know, like they don't. I don't like the guy being inside, but but the Manly fans just like, yeah, we're not going to fucking tolerate this shit. <laughs> get him, get him out now. Um, so you know. Honestly, if they have to lose from from Fenua Blake Karma until they get rid of the cunt, so be it. I'm a big mm. believer in the Karma, but uh, Braden William, that poor cunt. I mean, this is it. This is it. If he can't break the curse against Newcastle, it is a genuine curse. Knights fifty three nil losers. Yes, they're going to want to bounce back because they're going to be, you know, they're yeah. going to have the shits. But but <laughs> he said that William, he's he's carving up fucking Reggie's. <laughs> Like four tries one week, it's like carving them. So, you know, you want to get your, the the best sports mental guy you can get. 
and to sit down with Fair him cool. and say, like, you can fuck it, you know, you can do it, you can win it, you know, like, uh, you can win a game. You don't, just because first grade doesn't mean, uh. you know. So, look, I'm tipping that he's, he's going to, he's going to get his, he's going to finally, I mean, it's going to be like his grand final. Well, will he's going to will get he be what's needed to get the Uate Parte started? Imagine if he got, like, you know, four tries and a win, and it's all of a sudden just, like, smashed it, and then all of a sudden he goes on, and he's just, like, fucking God mode for the rest of the season. <laughs> Imagine if, like, this first win is just kind of, like, the barrier that's holding him back, and once he gets through that, it's just, like, he, He's actually the smartest rugby league player ever, and he's just setting himself up for a daytime movie to be made about his career. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I think, I mean, shit, if they can't beat the Knights, I mean, you know, mm. then, then Fanua, Fanua Blake Karma is real. Uh, fucking... Ray Warren jizzing all over this fucking Fanula Blake cunt on Thursday night jizzing I, I, I don't know if it's Rabs taking taking from a stance of yes yeah, some, something negative happened but no because he didn't say that at all he just jizzed just like, no, 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 but give me your fucking caramel penis and let me fucking Rabs, Rabs take is it from my that, old man mouth let me get my teeth out first Rabs is from that generation where you don't speak about that uh, not saying that that is a good thing. Yeah. I'm saying that's what he is, and he may be naive enough to to think that still in this day and age, that if if you put enough of a positive spin on things, it's that's the redemption story in itself. That's the good yeah. news in itself. Um, if so, he's sadly mistaken. Yeah, there's no redemption. I don't need a redemption story. Or it may be him um, simply saying that I'm I'm not being paid to give my social opinions. Yeah. Um, I'll save that. We still got Vossi to do that anyway. I'll save and that yeah, for the podcast. mentioned it. So, yeah. Also on Anzac Day, 4 pm, the traditional St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Sydney Roosters game. And, uh, geez. Look, the Roosters were on, were, were on the upswing, mm. had their moments on Monday night. The Dragons, they got a win. The Dragons oh, were, scored points. Yeah. The Dragons were lucky to beat a busted Titans. Yeah. I'd, 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 yeah. Look, I want to say I want to say the I want to say the Roosters are going to win this game. I but definitely think the Roosters are going to win. Um, sorry, you're but it's just two lesser lights. Like, is and with games like that, who fucking knows? Because they're both they're both so capable of poor spurts of form. I just feel like the roster of the Roosters is so far superior on paper. Yep. The, they can just they they could just make it happen if Napa had the, has a beast mode game like he did uh, you know two games ago yeah. then he'll fucking take it he'll take the dragons out himself because they've got a pack of bitches yep and so if he comes in and dominates them he'll turn them all out and have them on the streets earning him money mm. by the end of the game McCrone's still been named at number seven no Benji so that's a much better fucking situation for the dragons yeah. much better oh. so much better yeah Fuck Benji! Don't don't act like oh you coming here. Oh Benji, Benji can still play. No. Oh no, I'm no, saying he cannot. I'm saying he's not McCrone. Yeah. Okay. He's not McCrone. It's. I I think that McCrone is is a. a he's the saviour of the dragons. Yeah. Okay. At this stage. Okay. I mean, how many passes he thrown in the third row? I'll give True. you a clue. He's done between <laughs> zero and zero. Yeah, he, he's also, you know, known to kick to the right-hand side of the field when he's got three unmarked players on his left. But Yeah, um, but that's not as instantly devastating and, and, and absolutely debilitating to a side's attack as, as some yeah. of the shit Benji pulls out. No, I, I think the Roosters will get up for this one. Roosters are going to do it. I don't think they're going to find any uh, gigantic heights of form or anything to do so, but I think they the, the Dragons' skill set is very much well within their uh, abilities to handle. Yep. And finally, the third game on Anzac Day, 
talk about a super super round of footy. I mean, man, Monday's going to be in front of the in front of the footy all day. Yeah. Oh, so I'll be driving back up from camping so for some of the day, but uh, hopefully get back in time. Nice. Some of them, uh, Melbourne Storm take on the Warriors. Yeah. Amy Park in Melbourne this one. Very very tough game to pick. Um, you got to take into account that that the the Warriors don't have their their star fullback. Um, however, on, yeah, that, but, on that note, Sean Johnson's coming into his his purple patch. Yeah, but Lola Hay is amazing too. I'm actually looking and, forward to seeing him get, actually get more of the ball. Yeah, exactly. And and as far as replacements go, you're still talking about a, a Warriors team with with Lola Hay up running on to to loose balls and, and offloads. Is Connie Hurrell named in this one? I believe I think I thought I read something today saying that he was not going to be named. Okay. And yeah, he's not even not bench nothing. He should um, just release him. Send him to Manly. Yeah, yeah. that's. I'd, I'd love to know what's going on there. I would love to know what's going on yeah. there. Um, fuck, who knows? Maybe Ashford will get another double and put him over. I, I th- like the Warriors. Traditionally, of uh, it's been a, a fairly you know certainly not daunting, if not a happy hunting ground. It's mm. been a, certainly it's not a place that daunts them. They're on the upswing with their form. Um, yeah, based on last week, week before they got flogged by you know the people's chance, but. Most people talk about that, but uh, the Storm, I th- don't think they were very good at all. They were, they were quite poor yeah. and very lucky to get in the position where they could uh, then let experience take over yep. and win that game. Yep. So, like, I, th- I think the Warriors could fucking carve them too. Like some of these, you know, some of these younger guys they've got on their side. The, the Warriors will play a, a West Tigers style of rugby league, yep. but with a little bit more size and strength, and, and, and just I with think- a bit more forward going forward yeah. action you know, so, kicking it all off yeah I think the Warriors will get this one but I, I don't think it'll be a blowout it'll be very very close well in saying, saying that I agree but in saying that I mean you know the Storm could storm them too down in Melbourne and they could just do that thing where they stopped them you know their, their defence aims up and they stopped them and they just do enough to you know get a couple of tries to win so I, I, want, I want to tip the Warriors I mean I know I shouldn't believe in them yet but I'm just feeling yeah. like they're on the way that, I'm tipping the Warriors Finally. That is full time for episode 218. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Uh, also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you get on there, hit it up, hit the like button if you haven't already, and uh, you know share our posts and things like that. Spread the word, let's get some more people on board. iTunes had a couple of reviews this week. The first of which, Cunny Funts, five stars by Jamie.m. And then there's a space and then NM, 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 NM. These cunts are fucking hilarious. Keep up the good works, guys. With some creative characters there to put as the C and uh, the F to get it through the senses at Appletown. Also, greatest rugby league podcast, five stars from Sam31475. How have I not listened before now? Do yourselves all a favour and listen to these guys. They have all the goss you need to know for the week in rugby league. I laugh my head off for two hours each episode. Thank you, sir. Kind thank, words. Thank you both uh, for the great reviews. Very easy to uh, to do a review too. Just uh, if you're on the Apple ecosystem, just uh, go to the iTunes. Just go to the iTunes podcast section. Uh, look up this week in league, and uh, you know. Oh, it was very easy for those two because there wasn't an X factor between them. 
Maybe so, they had the X factor that led them there. No, but they obviously know how to uh, how to operate simple machinery like computers and, and telephones and tablets because they don't have to resort to things like X factor. I don't think anyone that uses X factor would have the capability to write a review. It's almost like you're throwing out like a dare to those people. Oh, but, get um, fucked! It's not a dare. <laughs> and you know what's going to happen now? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Great fucking, oh, great sage Nathan. What what do you see happening in the future? I'm seeing iTunes reviews. I'm seeing three to four iTunes reviews next week. I'm seeing 48 instances of the term X Factor in these reviews. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. No. It's not possible. They don't have the mental fortitude X Factors. <laughs> you're reaping the fucking... You're reaping what you were sowing massively and the harvest is gigantic. Supercoach. Okay, the group comp, NZ underscore Magpie, 54, still in front. Ram and Robbo, second. Too much tuners, the Wendells, the Pool Sharks, SFC, Fiji and Eels, the Rejects, Puds, Picks and Diggers of Fortune. That's our top 10. Tipping. Where are we? Oh, we've got an outright leader for the first time this season. Desi's Ducks, 40 points. One point back, David Kingston. Another point further back, we have a log jam of Bulldog, Wixie, Matthew Bell, JB, Solzy, Whitey, Dugs and Half Nelson and then one point back 10th place Mikus um, I don't have an update for you on the ladder competition this week boys didn't get back to me but uh, we'll update that next week no doubt about it um, before we go given we've had such an influx of new listeners this season I just wanted to uh, shout out some of the other podcasts in the family for those who don't already know if you're into MMA get around one of my other shows this week in MMA just find on iTunes, plug that in for a search, and you'll, it'll come up. And a logo, similar style logo to the This Week in League one, so it really stands out. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started up another one about the world of pop culture, TV, movies, comics, etc., by the name of the Rocks and Diamonds podcast. And that's with uh, listeners of the show who are aware of the, the comic strips done by uh, Twilgenfeld or you know, Jay Hilgenfeld. He's uh, over there in San Antonio, and uh, he is the co-host on that show as well. So we do that one once a week as well, and basically just uh, talk shit about TV and comics and you know movies and whatever's coming up that week and whatever's going on that week and basically whatever we think about talking about because you know there's a lot of backlog from our, lo- our conversations that we haven't put into podcast form yet that's also on itunes as well just do a search for rocks and diamonds it'll come up and um i think that's about it i did have something that i wanted to uh, to say but i've forgotten it because i didn't write it down because that's the way it always happens so phenomenal that's it that's all we've got time for nice oh geez so close to two hours this week too getting there we're getting there we almost did it we're like uh, I was going to say we're like Greg Inglis getting into playing weight but not this year not quite but we're getting closer that's it coming up that origin taper talk to you next week later When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.